0: And an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the of tomorrow night.
1: I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You no, know, I love you. I know he loves sugar. But I checked my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar. Be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, whoo, right here, in Nashville, Tennessee, pal, I'm the man.
0: Booking a match for the total package of Lex Luger and Super Brawl, Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called, what is it called? Super Brawl Saturday.
1: Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners, and Ric Flair day in and day out every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane, I say thank you very much! Make a make a good, good, just I hate God. It's the yeah. door. We just love you, Scotty. The day, I've got the style and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f- game, Jr. thought that was me that was the song holy shit uh <laughs> what's going on <laughs> excuse me what is going on everybody it is friday night thank god i think we can all use this weekend coming up it's the dirt sheet dudes i am Boxman. hope everybody's doing good Smark, my man over there riding shotgun what is going on <clears throat> uh, that's right
0: i got the window down i got my head out the window not unlike a labrador retriever i'm having a good time how are you
1: Good. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying whatever you're doing. Uh...
0: <laughs> well, I made the mistake of trying to touch the radio, and I learned my lesson the hard way.
1: That's what happens sometimes, man. It does. It happens. Nothing you can do about it, man. Not a damn thing you can do. It's
0: like, like Chris Tucker said in Rush Hour, never touch a box man's radio.
1: Something like that?
0: Yeah. Maybe a paraphrase, but, you know, you get the idea.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get much touch in my radio, but anyway. Anyway, all right, well, shit, I got to tell y'all, it's been kind of a slow week after all the releases on Wednesday, Um, not a ton, we do have some news, we of course have Smackdown to get into, but not a shitload of news to get into, still a little bit of news to get into, Uh, more than, thank God, Smart pulled some out, because it was looking a little, a little scarce on the news here, I guess we'll go ahead and knock out plugs real quick which can lead us right into getting this motherfucking show started. All right. Here we go. Give me one second. to get the music playing because I've got it right here. Here it is. It is turned on. It is going. And it is the High Marks. That's who you want to be listening to. When you're not listening to us, you want to be checking out the High Marks. That is Sunday. Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right?
0: That's right, Daddy-O. Sunday is 8.30.
1: My mind went blank there for a second. Sunday night's. 8.30 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where you know where. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Double up those T's when you're typing the Mitt. That's right. Mixer.com slash Metal Network. That's where you're going to find those guys. And of course, we've got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They are the inhumans. They are the inhuman experience. And you should be subscribed already if you are not what are you waiting for hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and of course we got the everything unscripted wrestling podcast eric doug daniel clenneth all the other mad men over there they can be found all you your usual <laughs> podcast platforms and blog talk radio just type it in the search bar You will find it. Everything Unscripted Wrestling. And of course, Stephen Milan, Letterboxd, B-O-X-D dot com slash Stephen Milan. There's two L's in Milan. Go over there. He's reviewing films. Check him out. And if you want to listen to us, you know where to do it right here. Mixer dot com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. Come on. Join the chat. Check us out. And you can get us on Twitter. You can get us on Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere else. Go for it.
0: That's right. Monday is 8.30 on the Metal Mid Met Podcast Network. Be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man. And Sunday is 10.30 a.m. Also on the Mixler Machine on the Metal Mid Met Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to the Mo Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo, with Dirk, and Last, But never least, be sure to check out Planet... Plenid- <laughs> back on Talk. It's the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Pomadeep, Sincere, and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes are available for your listening pleasure, and be sure to subscribe for Season 2. It's going to happen. Believe you me.
1: Oh, it's going to happen. Go. Believe you, Season 2 will happen. There we go. All right. Drop that music down now, and we can go ahead and pause it so we don't have an imaginary playlist going. All right, so there we go. Like I said, we got some stuff to get into tonight. Also, SmackDown. But let's start with a little correction, Smark. We had talked about Monday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday night, we talked about Monday Night Raw's ratings and how the third hour fell um, significantly. Turns out that's wrong. Actually, the third hour of this show, Drew the most of any of the hours. Uh, again, with um, Shubby's daily shutdown, it's a little hard for everyone to get their ratings now. <laughs> so, you know, it may take a little bit. Probably not even going to care about ratings for the time being after this. But do want to correct it. Um, first hour of Roger, 1.536 million. Second hour, 1.549. And the third hour, which was supposedly a huge drop, was actually 1.586, the highest view viewership of the night. So there you go. Wanted to correct that. First thing, first.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Getting everything amended. I, I dig it. I
1: dig it. Well... A lot of people got that wrong. A lot of people were looking at the same articles we were. And a lot of people copied and pasted the same articles like they do all the time. I just figured we'd mention that uh, we had a little correction. And there we go. There we go. Uh, so super. Sasha Baron Corbin is saying there's a surprise on AEW right now. Uh, great.
0: <laughs> awesome. Tony jump out of a birthday cake?
1: Oh, there you go! I'm sure it's a it's a a new Cody entrance, probably.
0: <laughs> They're releasing a VR app so you can experience Cody's entrance from the comfort of your own living room.
1: Yes, right there, you can stand there, right on stage with Cody Rhodes. Uh, Sasha, if you want to let us know what it is, that's fine. I I I don't mind the spoilers. I don't. know. I don't think Smart does either because.
0: No, go right ahead and talk about the show We're not really watching the show at the moment So I can't really be of much conversation to you But if you'd like to talk
1: about your experience Go ahead and share There you go, experiences are always welcome on this show That's right Always Goddamn welcome on this motherfucking show But anyway, yeah, if you want to Just uh, give us a little hint of what it we is, is we'll, uh, we'll talk about it real quick We will Anyway Let's go ahead we'll just yeah, the, like i said that wasn't anything we needed to spend time on just wanted to correct a little thing that we had said so there you go now we know wwe is always filing trademarks smart oh okay he said a mexican wrestler are we going to play this game seriously <laughs> hmm. really
0: uh... I don't know, I'll play along. I'm trying to think of somebody that they don't that I know that they don't have Drago? SA
1: Rios. Hmm. XWE Mexican wrestler. Andrade.
0: Dear God, I hope it's not the one that comes to my mind because the first one that came to my mind was Del Rio, and Jesus Christ, I do not want to have to support that guy in any form or fashion.
1: I'm thinking, ooh, it may be Del Rio. I'm thinking Andrade though. Yeah, it's just from a few months ago.
0: Well, he said "ding" in response to one of us, but ah,
1: uh, God, <laughs> goddamn lag. <laughs> it's probably if it's under Oh, great, he's ding, ding, oh, ding, ding, both of us. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's, so in, it's
0: both of them. They're a tag team, and they're they're taking on the women's division.
1: I don't know, but if he if if they snagged Andrade, that's a good. Yes, yeah, it's a very good snag for them.
0: Oh. I mean, let's just go ahead and check out the old Twitter machine. Mm. Let's take a look here. Boxer.
1: Oh, that means I'm right. <laughs> that means I'm right. Maybe we should change my name to Boxer. I like that one. Oh, see, I
0: thought, he, I thought that was implying that he was a boxer, which Del Rio did MMA for a while.
1: Yeah. Put him back in the ring against Cro Cop and see what happens. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Even
0: Krokov at his age now, I feel like it would still be about the same result. Maybe even Boss Rubin saw him out
1: there. Mm. Yeah, a lot of guys. But yeah, yeah, it is. I guess they're calling him Ed Darn... I don't know what they're calling him. I can't pronounce that name that he just typed in there. But pretty cool. Really good get for them, if if that's what's going on. Andrade is a talented son of a bitch. I don't know how WWE didn't figure out how to use this guy. Um, But they... Didn't and he asked for his release and he got it. So there you go. I got a feeling he's going to get Charlotte fired, but that's just, that's just my feelings. They take some racy pictures, if you will.
0: Okay. So I'm like listening as you, as you're talking, I'm listening to like the segment on Twitter and they referred to him as Andrade, so who knows? Ah, all right. He came out during a Vicky Guerrero promo, so that's interesting. I don't know if he's supposed to be their cl- is client or her client, rather. So Vicky Guerrero, as far as I know, does not have a penis.
1: That w- oh, ooh. that would be pretty it, good actually. Using Vicky to speak for him speaks yeah, both. I can get behind
0: it. Then they've been using her that much lately.
1: No, nope, speaks both the languages. You know, can can speak both spanish and and english so that's that's good and uh i think that actually could be a good thing vicky speaking for him um find out what happens with that but that is a good good get for for them right there i think that's going to be a a guy that can elevate a lot of people in that company and uh as well be a be a star himself which i mean i've always said i thought that guy was a star anyway so Nice, nice work on AEW's part there. I know uh, they're just hiring WWE rejects. Well, they didn't fire this guy. They did let him get out of his contract. So I don't know. It's just not the same. Yes, thing.
0: he wanted to leave, and there was a bidding war. It wasn't a matter of like you know they were begging him.
1: Mm. Like
0: he had a choice of going pretty much anywhere. And the fact that he is there, at, even if it's only temporary. Says a lot, so
1: absolutely. But I don't know, man. That's like I said, very good, uh, very good acquisition for AEW, and uh, we'll have to see where it goes from there. Um, hey, they're so.
0: apparently doing it in front of a live crowd this week too, so that should be better. I mean, they're still doing it on Friday, so it's kind of not that that's really their choice. That's kind of shitty, aren't you know, they? Friday night show. But yeah, aren't they on Saturday next week? <laughs> You know, I don't know. I know that they are preempted up until last Wednesday of this month. But I don't know exactly when they're doing next week's show.
1: There's a week there on Saturday, and I guess we'll have to see when that is. But um anyway, before we uh before we started talking about Andrade being pulled over to AEW, good move, good move. Uh, we were talking about some trademarks. WWE loves filing trademarks. Now they filed trademarks for two names, Mark. Mm. Trey Baxter and Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, we just saw uh, debut last week, right?
0: Yeah. Well, no, it was this week because he was on uh, NXT this week against. Uh, oh, that's right, Kushida.
1: That's right. That's right. We saw him. It was this week. My God, the weeks are blurring at this point. So we did see one. So expect a Trey Baxter to also be coming out uh, soon. Also, both names got uh, got trademarks pending and filed. So, uh nah, don't really need to spend time on that. Just something to look out for. Figured
0: I'd mention. First, that. I thought you were gonna say it was Trey back. I was like, oh god, they're bringing right back, back under a new name.
1: Ugh. I don't think they would take him back at this point. He really trashes that company, which I know to them is a little bit of kind of like a incentive. They like bringing you back after you shit talk the company, Alberto Del Rio. Mm. I mean, Alberto. Yes. I mean, Del Rio basically. Not basically, flat out called Triple H a racist Mm -hmm. And then like a month later He was back at the company (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stick to your morals, pal Stick to those fucking morals
0: (laughs) I mean, both can be true, I suppose Uh, He can be a racist Not technically untrue I let's be- bring him back uh, before he probes further.
1: I believe the 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 actual statement um, there is uh, money is uh, cash is king. Basically, money mm-hmm. money talks. Let's just put it that way. Yes, as uh, Charlie Sheen and Chris
0: Tucker would testify to. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Yes. Money, yeah, you're right. Money Talks. I'm like, is that Money Talks or Mo Money? That was Money Talks. Good movie. Good movie. Mo, Mo Money yeah. was uh, the Wayans brothers were in that. Yeah. Marlon and Damon, I believe. And Stacey Dash. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know where we're going here. Okay. Anyway, again, WWE, couple of trademarks there. Um, let's see. You sent over some stories to you, smart Smark. I did. Well, Look at me. Good. Go ahead and pick one. All right.
0: We're going <laughs> to we'll get this one out of the way. This is kind of the one that I find to be least interesting. So, you got to you got to build. You got to build. Um so apparently everybody is doing the live shows again in front of people. Uh, Impact tweeted out today that Slammiversary is officially sold out. We're looking forward to seeing all of you on July 17th in Nashville. And apparently they sold out, the initial tickets sold out in 20 minutes. So they—I mean—I think they're still doing a limited number of tickets and a limited number of people, which I, I heard them say that they were going to be offering a limited number of tickets. And I was like, "Yeah, usually a limited number of people show up to your shows, anyways. This mm. is kind of par for the course."
1: So they only put out 100 tickets, and they sold out in 20 minutes. I'm not sure that's good. <laughs> Five uh, tickets. <laughs> by the way, I don't know exactly the amount of tickets. That was—that was obviously a joke. <laughs> I mean,
0: if it's the venue that I think it is, I'm pretty sure that it is. It was like, a, it's in Nashville. It's like a Nashville fairgrounds, probably. Rig of Honor used to run there. Mm-hmm. and It's it's not a very big venue. So, like, 20 tickets is not really an exaggeration by much. Uh,
1: uh, now, where, it, 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 you're right. It doesn't say where it is. It just says it's sold out. But where is the venue? You're right. It, it, where is it? It doesn't say. I don't know. Oh, great. Now I can't get my eyes off this Tay Conti little gif. Well, you know. Ooh. <clears throat> I like watching this. She's a really hot girl. Anyway, um, yeah, good for them selling out. Listen, people are glad to get back to, let's just leave that on while I talk. People are happy to get back to doing You know, getting back to live events, getting a little bit of normalcy going on, masks or not, whether you're wearing one or not. It's still being able to go gather, be with other people, see other people mingle. Normals, Mark, you know, like people do.
0: Right. And I mean, for whatever it's worth, it's also going to be in July is when it's is, So that'll be... Past the date where all those releases happen, the three month you no know, competes will be up. So, I think that the kind of interest is peaked there because they've been teasing potentially some signings or returns of big name value, as they often do. And you know, we all know how those usually turn out,
1: but we'll see. Yeah, so they're saying July is going to be interesting because that's when the original releases are up, and September is when these new releases are going to be available for um to be able to get out there. So September will be a nice uh, nice fun month too. So that'll be pretty cool. By the way, this is a uh, episode 198 here. We are two away from the old 200. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Next Friday. Next Friday. I like it. Next Friday I'm probably going to take the Friday after that off. So I can move because we want to try to, (laughs) you know,
0: well, no, we've talked about this before and I did know this was coming. So it's not, I'm not judging at all. It just, that makes me laugh. The kind of idea that it's like, we have like a 200 episode celebration and then just follow it up by like taking the week off. I'm
1: not going to have a choice, (laughs) man. I got to do it. I got to do it.
0: I know. I know. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not judging at all, I'm not, nor am I complaining. Well, I think we could both use week off, but it, then it's a funny little follow-up of like, well, thank you for joining us, episode two hundred. Now We are getting the fuck out of here.
1: Uh, that's a good time to take a break. 200 episodes, one week off. I, I, I think it's a good time. I
0: just, yeah. Gotta figure out a band on a cliffhanger. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's gonna get, uh, wife's got internet ready to be set up next Friday when we get the keys. So that's one thing that'll be handled. And um, we'll just go from there, man. We'll see how everything works. I will say I'm a little worried about the speed of the Internet. So we'll see how that works out. We are moving to the country. <laughs> I, keep, I didn't realize it, but, yeah, we're moving to the country. You going to eat you a lot of peaches? Maybe.
0: Peaches, mm-hmm. you know, peaches come in a can. They were they were put there by a man in a
1: factory downtown. Look out! <laughs> good song, man. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That 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 little scene was a little shout out to the old uh, Thin Lizzie, right there. If you didn't know that, where they do the whole breakout in the. You don't know what song I'm talking about. Anyway, jailbreak.
0: Yeah. Peaches. I don't think we're on the same page. The song I was quoting was uh peaches by presidents of the United States. I believe.
1: Yeah. That's part of that. song. Oh, okay. So we're on the, we're on the same page. All right. Cool. Yeah. That, that, that's part of that song. And, but that whole, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm old. Don't forget. I actually like that song and that band. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. So, all right. I think we're done. Way to go for, uh, Way to go! <laughs> Slam anniversary impact.
0: You get a gold star.
1: Good job. That's right, <laughs> gold star for you. Maybe, a, maybe I'll send you a cookie. There you go. There you go. Y'all need to get high and look at the goddamn deal you got with fucking AEW and realize it ain't doing jack shit for your company.
0: And you can just go ahead and use that contract
1: as like rolling papers at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah, roll up a big fat dude in that bitch.
0: I mean, on the positive, you know, nothing <laughs> was like talked about a billion times already. The the New Japan deal that they had was like nobody really talked about that, but that's been way more beneficial for them. Like New Japan is actually trying to give
1: them actual talent. Ooh, the Forbidden Door! Impact opened it first. Careful, Tony Khan will cut a promo on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is pretty
0: great if you look at how all that went down. It's like, all right, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a deal. It's gonna be an open partnership. We're gonna have our world champion come in and beat everyone on your roster, and then we're going to have our owner cut promos about how low budget and shitty your product is. Like and what do we get in return? <laughs> like, no, jack shit, nothing.
1: Oh, you get Kenny Omega in return.
0: Yes, yeah, so he gets to beat everyone on your roster and then he'll eventually leave. Right.
1: Right. Which will happen. I, I, I think that might be one of the first titles he loses, is that one right there?
0: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be the AEW one, so not going to happen. But um, speaking of uh, head honchos, Smart. Yes. Um, WWE has added a few head honchos to their board of directors, sir. Mm hmm. We know the company's been making some big... I mean, we talked about, you know, they let go, like, almost 60 people. And one day, a couple of weeks ago, office, uh, mostly WWE Studios people. But um, WWE has added three more people. Uh, Nick Khan, uh, one of them, who I believe is the uh, president. Uh, Steve Coonan and Connor Schell. I'm thinking S-C-H-E-L-L is shell. That's probably how you say it. Well, it can't be skell. Anyway, I'm going to go with shell. Yeah. Um, so WWE announced, this was the other day. This was June 1st when this article came out. But uh, I waited till today to talk about it. Um, now, WWE, once again, let me just kind of go through. We, I mean, we know who Nick Khan is. You know, he was hired as the uh, WWE president um, in August of last year. And before that, he was over at you know the creative ar- artist agency. We talked about all this back then, but uh, you know he's a top ranking guy in WWE. Makes sense to get him on the board. Now Coonan, the second guy, he's the CEO of the uh, NBA's Atlanta Hawks. Smart? Did you know that? Um, no, I did not know. That. Okay, gonna get a little more interesting. Um, he's all, uh, and the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. He's also part of that big uh, one of these CEOs of that, too. Now, yeah. he's he's been to those jobs since 2014. Now, he previously served as the president of Turner Entertainment Networks, overseeing TNT, TBS, True TV and TCM. Hmm. Did they, like, get a spy over
0: there or something? That does sound like it. It sounds like the kind of trick that they like to play in the NFL, where, like, a rival team will sign an old player that used to play for the opposing team and, like, basically just bring him on so that will talk about, like, the other team's playbook.
1: Ah, there you go. All right. I didn't know they actually did that. That sounded like something they would do in the movies.
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean, they'll 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 bring people on that like used to play for, you know, say like the Bears bring on somebody that used to play for the Packers in hopes of trying to glean some information from them. It, it's usually unfruitful from what I've managed to surmise. Uh,
1: uh, well, you're expecting those guys to remember shit, so. But um, <laughs> I, I I just thought it was interesting that this guy was the former president of uh, Turner Entertainment, overseeing all those companies. That AEW is on. Now, before that, he had worked at Coca Cola for 14 years and he led the marketing and advertising operations. To last that long at a company like Coca Cola, guy must have some some talent and know what the fuck he's doing. So, um, you know, I mean, guys, <laughs> this guy's
0: basically had every high paying
1: job that there is to have in Atlanta. I mean, doing the yeah. sons of things. Yeah, don't forget, he's still the CEO of the Atlanta Hawks and State Farm Arena in Atlanta. So, big guy. Big guy in business here and probably a good one to have on the board. Um, And the other guy was Shell, and uh, he is the founder and CEO of a new unscripted content venture that has been announced with a company called Chernin Entertainment. Not a lot to look up on this guy, to be honest with you. Um, Even on Google, I actually tried to look him up on Google, and it's... Believe it or not, it's a very common name, and I couldn't find much on this guy exactly, but um, he was the executive vice president of content at ESPN. Um, He was responsible for the development and production globally of all the live event studios and uh, and, uh, original content across the ESPN platforms. So this looks like they just got a guy that can, you know, kind of add input on the live events, the recorded events, the pay-per-view event, all the events that they're doing, whether it be streaming or live, live events. Right. And he is also an award-winning producer of film and T V Mark. So wow. mm-hmm, there you go. Making some moves, you know. A lot of people are saying a lot of these moves just look like they're trying to get this company for sale.
0: Do you? Yeah, you know, I actually was gonna bring that up the other, you know, the other show, but we just had a lot to talk about, so it seemed like it might be better suited for a night like tonight, where there's not quite as much going on. That seems like that was sort of the rumor as to why there were so many releases the other day. And it seems like basically the, the idea is that a, multiple people have said that it was budgetary reasons. It was all budget cuts. But, you know, at the same time, you hear about the idea, the fact that like they're making more money now than ever mm-hmm. with all those TV deals and the fucking Saudi blood money and all this shit. So it seems like they, there's, you know, if they're having a budget for talent it's theoretically part of a bigger you know scale deal of here's how much for talent here's much how much for this how much for that you know they're setting up all their assets essentially
1: yeah but, uh, budget cuts how much are you paying
0: santana garrett Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing is like the idea that they're not able to afford to pay these people is preposterous. So there's got to be some kind of other reason as what a lot of people are seeming to believe. Well, and I mean,
1: there's many reasons and obviously it's all speculation right now whether or not they would sell if that. But I mean, the rumors going around is that NBC Universal has made a play and WWE is listening. So I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the company's actually... I, it, would you not think that Vince McMahon would want to pass that company down to one of one of the kids? Maybe they're not interested. I mean, we just
0: assume that they're interested, but who knows? What, I mean, if it depends on how much of the money they're actually going to be making from the deal. But I was hearing like a couple billion potentially. That's like, even if you don't get to keep the company or get to pass down the company for your kids, you and everyone in your family isn't going to be well taken care of for the rest of their lives. Well, I mean that
1: family is well taken care of no matter what. <coughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not ever worried about how much the McMahon's are going to make <laughs> a year. <clears throat> that's not...
0: You're not worried that Stephanie's going to have to, like, scowl at people from the street corner in order to make ends meet?
1: No, I got a feeling she could find a way to make ends meet. <clears throat> hmm. Let the boobies what is- hit the floor! Remember when Jericho said that? Let the boobies hit the floor? I like that one.
0: Well, it's, it's getting to the point now where that's just sort of a natural evolution
1: <laughs> of her with
0: age and time.
1: Yeah. Listen, I... Kind of think Stephanie's hot, but that's just me.
0: She used to be, but then it's like she became like full on like Vince face, and it's just hard to overlook that. Nah, she's just milfy
1: now. Perhaps, perhaps I go with milfy. I'm gonna go with milfy, smart. Well, oh, hey, I mean, you know, however you need to classify it, whatever, whatever, whatever lets me sleep at night. Uh,
0: okay. well, I was just gonna <laughs> say, like you know, whatever gets it gets it done for it. Uh, like like i i all of my, i can totally testify and uh, you know understand and be able to relate with you for for in terms of being able to bend and twist realities in order to uh, achieve
1: certain goals well, I also drink myself to sleep so that 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 that's one way to do it
0: ah, I've been there quite a few times in quite a few days and nights
1: well you're looking at tonight uh anyway.
0: Uh. <laughs> if you had drinking in with random crying, you perfectly describe my experience.
1: Well, it can happen. It can happen. I'll <laughs> sitting there, sit there watching a goddamn television show. Next to you know, I'm like this is, that's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> guy Fieri really loves those nachos. I've actually never watched a Guy Fieri show in my life. I know who the guy is. I could I <laughs> I, I, I could spot him in a crowd, but. I've never actually watched one of his shows, and I'll, I will say MasterChef is coming back Monday. I'm excited about that.
0: <laughs> you, you can spot him; in, anybody can spot him in a crowd. He's a guy with bleached blonde hair that wears t shirts that have flames on them. He looks like fucking Violet J from the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> like, of course you're going to be able to spot him in a crowd. Um, I, I uh, did hear that MasterChef is coming back, though. I don't, I don't watch it all the time, but I've, I've had fun the episodes or seasons that I have watched up.
1: Well, I I recently watched the new Hell's Kitchen episodes because they just had a Mm -hmm. Hell's Kitchen come on. That was great. That was really I love that show, man. I really like that show, too. I like like I've said, man, I like all those cooking shows and I love the cooking competitions. But I'll tell you, man, if you watch that. Master Chef Junior with the little kids. My God, you want every one of them to win. You just don't want to see these kids cry when they get kicked off the show. It's the saddest thing in the world.
0: Well, you say that because you're a parent. Like, Mm. See, I am a sociopath, so it doesn't affect me in the same way. Because like I I'll watch these. My grandparents particularly like like America's Got Talent or whatever, and I'll mm-hmm. sit there and watch that from over at their house. And it just makes me mad, like because I feel like if it's not if it's not impressive when an adult does it, it's not impressive that a kid's doing it. Like this is a talent show for everyone. This isn't a kid's talent show. Like I need you to be as impressive as a guy that's like blindfolded and juggling like flaming bowling pins.
1: Okay, there's that. Well, you you need to watch the Go Big show, I guess, sir. Uh-huh, apparently. Uh huh. Apparently, it was on my DVR. I never got to watch it. I'll have to find a way to. I mean, I know I can find a way, but I'll have, to, I'll have to. I'll have to check that show out. I think it already wrapped up. I think it was only ten or eleven episodes for a first season, which is usual for the first season of a of a show. So yeah,
0: it's usually for the course. I did see that. Uh, what's his name? Gordon Ramsay is. He's doing a travel traveling show too, and I'm not digging that. Like. Don't start trying to do Anthony Bourdain shit. That's really not your lane.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like the uh, the 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 twenty four seven to Helen Back show he does.
0: It, that might be what it is. I don't know. I saw an ad for it. It looked like he was just trying to do like a no reservations
1: type thing. Well, he's not. Uh, he's not. If it's the same show we're talking about, he goes to other restaurants and tries to save them. It's kind of like um, no, that's that's not it. Okay, because the, the 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 show that I'm thinking of is kind of like Kitchen Nightmares, but he just he goes in and basically does the same thing. He just tells these people we have 24 hours to get this restaurant turned around, and they give him shit the whole time. And he calls people idiots and losers. <laughs> you know Gordon Ramsay shit.
0: Yeah, it's the usual, the usual. Right.
1: You yeah, know, apart from the course, but uh I do like MasterChef and this year they're doing like pros versus something I forget, but it's like a it's like the top chefs thing. They're they're going to have going against uh each other. It's, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, man. I can't wait to watch it.
0: Nice. You, anytime you, uh, you started with pros versus that, I just automatically defaulted to that old Spike TV show, pros mm-hmm. versus Joe's, where they have like the old, like 35 year old, 45 year old, just like fat balding guy. And he's like, is he as good of a wide receiver as Jerry Rice? Stay tuned to find out. And it's like, of course he's not. Like, why the fuck is anybody watching this bullshit? Do
1: you remember the Joe Schmo? Did you ever watch that?
0: Was that the reality show? Yeah. No, but I did. I did know that the whole twist was like, oh, he's actually a millionaire.
1: No, they gave him all the gifts. That oh yeah, was, I'm thinking of Joe Millionaire. That was literally Joe Millionaire. Exactly, exactly. That's the one right there. Give me one sec, Me, Young Guns. That's the name of it. Hell's Kitchen, Young Guns. Mm. And uh, actually, the new, the first new episode is already up right now. That's another one that they're doing. But he's doing Hell's Kitchen and. Master Chef together, so and the Master Chef is hold on, let me look that up. Master Chef 2021 is Legends, a Legends a- episode. Master Chef Legends, so it's probably doing either. I don't know if it's people that have already been there and got kicked off, but. A lot of chefs waiting, going to be showing up this time. Paula Dean, once again, he liked bringing her on. Emerald, I like Emerald. Emerald was kind of hmm. the guy that got me into wanting to watch cooking shows and learn to cook. He used to do a barbecue show, Emerald,
0: Interesting.
1: The only thing I really remember about
0: him is that he used to have Queen Latifah on the show a lot, and he would call her Queen Latifah, which
1: would always make me laugh. Well, he's a New Yorker, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, they You would know
0: better
1: than I. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think, and the New Yorkers add letters to words and they also take letters from words, kind of like Boston. You know, <laughs> if there's like an it. R on the end of the word, it doesn't exist in Boston language. Ka, go to the ba, uh, any others. I mean, g- give me a word with R at the end.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, based on the history of their sports fans, there is a word that ends in R that they tend to use quite a bit.
1: Loser, loser.
0: Sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that one.
1: Loser. I was thinking
0: of a bit of a harder R, but yeah, I get what you're going for. Oh. Loser is a word they use a
1: lot. Yeah, loser. See the no R in that word, and then if there's a vowel at the end, they'll add the R. Like, oh, I have an idea. It's like no. Yo, hear-
0: I love that. I love the. I love the word idea. I, I, I fucking love that one. I
1: hate it. and and one of my a peeve of mine is when someone pronounces ask X. Hmm. It really irks me. I don't know why. I don't. I never say anything. I kind of just grind my jaw a little bit, but it's really rough on me. And I know it's just the way some people talk and the way they grew up and. Eh, which is why I don't say anything.
0: Bothers me too. My uncle's kids do that, especially when they were younger. They would go, hey, can I ask you a question?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not a lumberjack. I don't know if I can
1: help you." Well, I mean, all my most of my we got to remember most of my family's from Boston, so you know, right? I that's how they talked, and they it was. I always just thought they sounded like they didn't know how to talk, but. <laughs> eh. You can't help where you grow up, you can't help where you're from. And if you grew up like that, you also can't help the way you talk. So This is true. Anytime anytime, like and
0: I you have brought up the fact that you're from Boston like a couple of times. It's just anytime I hear you talking about hanging out with your family, I just pitch like a room full of builders. No. No. I know, I, and you've said this before, too. you said that that's not the case, but that's like my only frame of reference to Boston. So I just picture a bunch of Bill Burgers in one room.
1: No, it's a bunch of really weird people. Um, really weird people. And my gay uncle. <laughs> He's always there. He's always there.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was like a TV show in the late 80s. <laughs> mm- Still around on an all new My Gay Uncle on eight thirty Tuesdays on UPN.
1: Well, only my two dads was close. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my two dads followed by My Gay Uncle Sundays on CBS.
1: Close, close. Yeah, I don't. I don't know which show it actually aired on. I, I don't either. Um, let me go ahead and knock this one out real quick. Smart. we head back to the news here. Let me knock this one out because it kind of has something to do with the other article, and then we'll get to uh, get to yours, couple of yours. I've only but actually we'll, after this, we'll have three and three left, so that works fine. Um, on the heels of WWE announcing new board members, they also announced new members of the senior leadership team. Now this is Kevin Dunn's new little team that's basically going to oversee a lot of things. Um, they announced uh, Jamie Horowitz. Uh, she'll be coming in as the company, uh, to the company as the executive vice president, president of developmental and digital. Uh, there's also a gentleman named Matt Drew. Uh, he's going to be the senior vice president of international. And Samira Shah, she will be the general counsel and corporate secretary. Um, so basically, what Horowitz is going to do is he's going to oversee all the original content. It says including scripted and unscripted programs for digital and social media. I didn't know they had unscripted programs. Uh, He'll also head WWE Studios in Los Angeles. And he recently just worked for uh, that DAZN. That's kind of gaining some steam. Smart. Yeah. The zone. The zone. Oh, I thought it was actually DAZN. Yeah, it's supposed to be The
0: Zone. And I don't get why it's spelled that way either. But oh,
1: The Zone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am getting old. Uh, now, there's also... an, and, and But that is gaining some steam. Like I said, I'm starting to see commercials on apps for it and shit. And I've seen... I think JR actually has something to do with something they're doing also. I, it's sort of just the trend
0: now is that there's a lot of... I guess there's a lot of money to be made in terms of, like, boxing and MMA and that kind of stuff, like celebrity fights and things like that. So that's
1: mm-hmm. going to be, like, the new big trend for a little while, it seems like. Yeah, there always was. But um, another gentleman that just uh, worked at DAZN, or Zone, as Mark just taught me, is uh, Drew, Um, the other guy, Matt Drew. He will oversee the growth of WWE's brand and business outside of the United States. He most recently did work, like I said, for DAZN. So they got two guys over from that DAZN. Uh, Must be a reason people are abandoning that company. Um, And then we have the last one, which was uh, Samira Shah. Uh, Shah will oversee WWE's legal affairs and serve as principal legal advisor Recently served as general counsel and corporate secretary at Moda Operande. What is Moda Operande? That's a pretty cool name for a company if you think about it. Motive, M-O, Motive Operande, Moda. Oh, it is a boutique, it looks like, clothing. Yes, it is. A uh, women's designer clothing collection. So absolutely, bring this woman right in there to get wrestling going. Absolutely. I get it. No, I don't. I'm I'm being completely sarcastic. What the fuck? At least yeah, other, I don't get it either. I mean, at least the other guy. Well, you know what? If she can make a company successful, I guess that's what they're looking for. And I mean, she's basically just a lawyer. Not like she's going in there a writer or anything. So eh, I'll shut the fuck up. She's a lawyer.
0: Those damn lawyers.
1: Yeah. Did they fire Mc McDe- McDevitt or whatever his name is?
0: I don't think so. I haven't. I've never seen anything saying
1: that they have. Oh yeah, we would all know about that one. That one we would all know about. That one we would all know about. So, all right. Well, like I said, I, I just you know, they they're making a lot of moves, but again, they're building that WWE Studios back up. It's almost like maybe they're looking to sell the wrestling part of the company and wanting to get into the movie business
0: i have that that's potentially a thing that's it's a like i'm not disagreeing that's entirely possible but just the idea of it based on that critical acclaim of a lot of their movies sans maybe oculus is just it's kind of a laughable idea but i wonder if that also has anything to do with the idea of them being on peacock now it's like it could be an additional form of content where it's like you know you get all these new original movies and shit too right
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, they do have more beaten new people right now. Like we just mentioned before, new people taking over the, uh, digital part, the streaming part. Now they got people taking over the WWE studios part. Like I said, it almost looks like they're wanting to get into the movie business a little more. I mean, I know Vince always said we make movies. Sounds like they're really wanting to make movies more than they want to do wrestling at this point. I don't know. I, I I still don't see them selling uh, the actual wrestling p- p- part of the company. I, I I just don't see Vince wanting to lose control of anything like that.
0: It, it seems like a long shot, but it doesn't. It also doesn't seem like an impossibility. Because I mean, he's he's getting older. I mean, I guess his mom's like a hundred something. So it's like it doesn't seem like he's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. That's not necessarily a concern and he likes being a control freak so that that's kind of a big thing that would be sort of against that idea. But at the same time getting older and then it's sort of this big, idea. you know, he could sell it as him being like this media mogul where he, you know, started from nowhere. He pulled himself up by his bootstraps and now he sold his family company for 3 million, $4 million, you know?
1: Yeah. And listen, I'm, I'm, I would never say that WWE being sold as a, impossibility. WWE has made some moves that no one believed they would ever do. Uh, listen, when they dropped that IPO and became a public company, I don't think anyone expected that ever. I don't think anyone no. expected it to be honest with you. So, you know, they've, they've, they've made a lot of, uh, like I said, moves that people never expected. I would never say anything with WWE is impossible, especially when it comes to, you know, the sale or whatever, but it just looks like they're completely restructuring their company for something something right. big is happening and we just can't Hopefully. we we just can't see through the muck that is the dirt sheets not us not you guys uh you know the well, uh, the other what guys. is
0: funny though is that the more the more i see people coming out and claiming that there's no way that's ever gonna happen. And if you see any reports about it, it's just a bunch of bullshit. The more I see that, the more I'm like, hmm, they're gonna do it. <laughs> Cause any time we're trained, anytime that somebody denies something, it's like, yeah, it's that's gonna happen. But I mean, oh, either way, yeah. I think that might be something to be excited about because they, they need a change somewhere in something. Cause like just as a whole, there's a lot of very stagnant shit about that company. Mm. there's just a lot of repetition. There's a lot of, it seems like a lack of direction.
1: Absolutely. Most definitely. So I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, it, it, if they've been trying everything they can and their ratings just aren't moving the needle, a good a good in-house company corporate shakeup is a great idea. Um, cleaning house, cleaning house, it, 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 the budget cuts the release it doesn't mean you're selling it it could mean a lot of things maybe I mean they are going back on the road that could explain what the budget cuts mean they're looking to you know trim down a little bit before they maybe they're looking to go back on the road and be more extravagant on the road we don't know we don't know what's going to happen, but there's a lot of reasons for releases I just just don't see this company... I, I'll be honest with you. I don't see this company being sold as long as Vince McMahon is still drawing breath on this earth.
0: I, I think it will. I, I don't have really any other... just other than just the idea of... it, it seems inevitable at some point that it has to happen. It's just a matter of when. Like I don't really have any concrete evidence or any really a well-thought-out theory as to why it is that I think that they're going to do it. It's just sort of a gut feeling where it's just like it seems like we get closer and closer to it being a possibility. Like it started off that there was no way. And then, you know, they sold the network and now they're getting rid of assets and shit like that. And it's just like, eh, it seems more feasible now than it ever has at the very least.
1: Well, I mean, triple H probably was saying, listen, Stephanie, if we let them go see we can get the company for like a dollar. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, uh, I just, like I said I would never be arrogant enough to say it's impossible uh like I said they've made moves that no one ever could believe or would believe um and when it comes to their you know finances they're going to do one thing they are going to do whatever makes them the most money at that time and into the future so right. if you're right if selling is I, I don't think it's inevitable but it could happen again. I would never, and, never say never in in, 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 in anything can happen in WWE to quote Jr. And that, that's kind of the interesting
0: thing too, is that creative, creatively, creatively, creativity wise, creatine. creatively, creatine. yeah. Creatine shakes. Available at your local GMC But no, anyways, in terms of creative It's like, they've never been worse Mm. But they're making a shit ton of money But at the same time, like There has to be a bottom to that because they're making these all these money, you know, this this big money deals, these big money deals off of television contracts. And at some point, like less and less people are watching every week. We're talking about it, you know. So at some point, this is gonna you're going to end up hitting the fucking decline. So it's like maybe you like cash your chips out now. Maybe.
1: I mean, that uh, again, man, that could be where they're going. Stephanie is sell, selling stock like, you know, she does this every year, though. She sells stock for, like, you know, to, and she just did it now. And their stock is actually up, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: that's the thing. Like, you, like everybody doesn't like their product. Everybody shits on or on. Everybody, like, complains about the pay-per-views and all of this, like, you know, in terms of actual reception, critical reception, it gets smeared all the time. But, like, everything else is going well for them, like, really well. They're making a lot of money.
1: Yeah, they are. And again, it's because, I mean, one, again, not not, not running around, traveling, doing house shows. Uh, that's a good thing. The guys aren't getting run down as much. So I'm sure they're having way less injuries also. Because, you know, the, I mean, the guys aren't really traveling. They're staying pretty much in the Thunderdome. I think they're traveling here and there, but not a lot. So, you know, yeah, they are making a lot more money. And... Merch is selling just as good as it was when they didn't. You know when they when when they were having live shows. So listen, if 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 people want your T shirt, they know they don't have to go to a live show. And I'll tell you the truth, I know a lot of people that just would if they go to a live show, they still they still order online. Like they'll Mm -hmm. stand there in line, and because the line is usually huge when you go, and they'll order it online. And then leave I've seen like there's usually
0: a markup for
1: it too. yeah, I've seen people do it literally standing behind me ordering what they want online and then walking away so hey, you know people want it they're going to get it no matter it doesn't have to be standing in front of their face for them to get it anymore you can it, it is in front of their face, online, on their computer screen, on their phone, everywhere this is not 1982. I wish it was. Oh, I wouldn't mind either.
0: Well, actually, you probably die because I wouldn't have been alive. So that, that kind of creates an interesting Back to the Future type paradox.
1: It would, but I mean, hey, they went back to the 1800s, so. That's true. Oof.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was Back to the Future too. that was like just really depressing.
1: Might have been. Well, the 3 was where they went back to the 1800s and did the whole Western thing. Yeah, so it
0: was Back in the Future 2 that was just, like... He was dating the guy's mom, and he was, like, beating her and shit, and it was all just, like, disturbing and sad. Not quite. uh,
1: Kind of. Uh, (laughs) I
0: think it was implied. I mean, they didn't show him beating her, obviously, but I feel like it was implied that he was, like, just, like, abusive asshole, the Biff character.
1: Oh, Biff was an asshole. Biff was obviously an asshole, but... uh... All right, let's move along before we do anything else here. Smart, you got a, uh, you got a couple more here. Once again, man, just uh, roll the dice and we'll uh, we'll get that going, and then we then we 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 do go back to releases a little bit tonight. But um, smart, go ahead with one of you, uh, one of yours, please.
0: Yeah, right. So this is from timesleader.com. Everybody knows them, so I don't need to explain what they do. But this is also uh, the Observer reported on this, too, so it's legit. Anyways, uh, a city-based wrestling-focused video production company, Boy, is that a mouthful. Has sued a New Jersey independent wrestling group, accusing the latter of breaching their contract by holding pay-per-view events. IndependentWrestlingTV.com claims it might be out a half a million dollars over the alleged breach of contract. IndependentWrestling.tv, which is home address of 67... (laughs) <laughs> uh, they could be the actual street address. That doesn't matter. According to the suit, independent TV entered into a contract with game changer wrestling based out of Haddonfield, New Jersey on March 19, 2020. The suit suggests that independent wrestling TV would film, produce, and distribute the New Jersey company's professional wrestling bouts. The suit says that independent TV and game changer wrestling had agreed to terms that included independent TV having exclusive rights to hold pay-per-views. For Game Changer, but the suit alleges Game Changer changed their minds. That's a tongue twister. On December first, twenty twenty, Game Changer informed Independent Wrestling TV to the breach, to breach the distribution agreement by producing and live streaming Game Changer's pay per view events through an alternate platform. The suit says, the suit goes on to say, the Game Changer pre- proceeded to have a total of thirty six pay per view events between December fifth and May fifteenth. That's a lot. And independentwrestling.tv says, we're, quote, were a violation of the cited distribution agreements between the parties. Independentwrestling.tv claims it notified Game Changer of the alleged breach of contract, but the pay-per-view events continue to occur. The suit says that damages can not be calculated until Game Changer provides the full amount of revenue garnered by the pay-per-view events, but... Quote, it is believed the damages are in excess of $500,000. The suit is asking a county judge to enter a judgment in favor of Independent TV. No lawyer of record was listed in the document for the New Jersey company. So basically, the long and short of it is uh, Independent Wrestling.tv is suing GCW for $500,000.
1: So here's what this sounds like. It sounds like they made a deal with this Independent Wrestling t- TV, and then str- it doesn't say if they actually ended up streaming any of their stuff or not. But obviously, Fight TV, I believe, was streaming GCW.
0: Yes, I, I can confirm. I can confirm that they did at some point because I've watched right. a couple of the GCW shows on IWTV. Okay. So at one point, they were, and then they entered, like, in December, I believe it was, or January, they entered these kind of murky grounds where they were talking shit about them and wanting to go somewhere else and, like, starting this free GCW campaign on Twitter.
1: So they probably got a contract with Fight TV and with this company. And this is bad. This sounds like they were double-dipping, to be honest with you, a little bit. Uh, mm, i guess we'll have to just see how this one shakes out but this is not actually good for game changer if what they allege is true they could be out that much money figure if i mean how many? they said they had 36 pay-per-view events
0: mm-hmm. between uh december 5th and i believe it was may 15th right so
1: yeah That's a good chunk of change right there. 36 events that they lost out on, which they would basically, you know, take the whatever the numbers were on Fight TV, take their numbers and figure out the difference. And I'm sure that's where they're coming up with these numbers. Wow, man. This. This might not There's happen. a little bit
0: more from The Observer. I think I found an article on that. It says, on December 26, GCW tweeted that they were formally requesting to be released from our IWTV contract. This request comes with sadness and regret, but also with the knowledge that there is an, apparently no other option. Thank you, everyone, for your support. Hashtag free GCW. On the same day, GCW owner Brett Lauderdale sent out a flurry of tweets yeah, it's wintertime. That would make sense. Explaining his side of the situation, part of which is below, quote, this is not a call for sympathy or an excuse. This is an acknowledgement that I slash we are human and get frustrated and emotional when I feel like my company deserves better in this new world. Our existing agreement with IWTV isn't sustainable and we need a change. We have tried to seek a resolution privately, but we're not having much luck. IWTV will thrive with or without GCW. We want, the opportunity to do the same hope you understand thanks and he was posting even stuff as of like today just like talking mm-hmm. shit about them so they, they've had a back and forth for quite a while
1: yeah but he's kind of admitting the breach of contract oh yeah like it, it gives this
0: doesn't necessarily look great for them. Like, I'm kind of on board with your theory of, like, it seemed like they could make more on Fight TV. Right. And they were upset about that. And they kind of fucked themselves by going with IWTV. Because, I mean, obviously, like, anybody knows Fight TV is a way bigger platform.
1: Yeah, and the key word in that lawsuit is going to be exclusive. The fact that they had exclusive rights to stream. and Because exclusive means they were the only ones that could be able to stream that. So yeah it sounds like uh it's it, yeah it sounds like they just went for the the more money. I'm not I'm not shitting on them for that. Uh the way they went about it sounds like they didn't go about it very business like. Right. But uh, there's a
0: lot that we don't know at the moment that will yeah. probably come out through time on this one, because there's no real like I just read two different articles. and There's no real concrete evidence as to what it is that is suspected to have happened. There's a lot of just sort of, you know, talking in circles, basically from both parties, especially like Brett's end of the deal. So we'll figure out more as time goes by, but right now the like well, details are kind of murky. But I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with your theory on this. But that being said, that is a lot of money for an independent promotion. So if they end up losing this suit, it might not be great for their long term future.
1: Plus, you're going to be looking at the court fees for the other other uh, side. So you're looking at more than five hundred thousand. You're looking at five hundred plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we'll see what happens with that. You're right; it is going to take some time to shake out. But like I said, Brett needs to stay the fuck off Twitter. He's literally burying himself. But it looks like what he wants to, what Brett Lauderdale, uh, GCW's owner, wants to do, is go on more than one streaming service. And he's right now probably stuck with Fight TV, but. I mean, if this company said the words, we we have exclusive rights to your streaming, your shows, you're in breach of contract and you've got no case. You are going to lose. You're going to right. lose, which I don't know. Maybe the fact that there's no lawyer means Brett's trying to settle out of court, which might be the best goddamn idea he's ever had. Don't know if... Uh, I got a feeling a company like that might just, you know, say "fuck you." We'd rather go to court. Let's see. Probably get more if we go to court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good luck, GCW, on that one. Uh, sounds like you don't have a case to me. Just uh, I, I, I ain't no lawyer, but uh, and I've never played one on TV either. So,
0: well, that's a shame. I'm sorry. It feels like that would be right up your avenue. It
1: it, it wouldn't be bad. I would have fun with it. I would. I would. So uh, keep going, Smart.
0: Sure. Uh, um, Well, yeah, as far as that goes, there's really not too much more to talk about there. But that's something to kind of look, you know, keep in mind, keep up to date with. Because, like I said, they lose that. They could probably be fucked big time. I do agree with your sentiment, though. Like a lot of people need to stay off Twitter. Like, I, I appreciate Brad for being as transparent as he is about pretty much everything. But with these particular issues, that's something that you just need to hold close to your vest until
1: everything plays out. Yeah, once you've got legal in involved, you need to just stop everything. And any, any lawyer, which is why you should get a lawyer, would tell you, do not say another word about this. Shut up. Let... The law, do its thing, just.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was another thing in relation to that. As I saw some like, he put out a tweet talking about it earlier this afternoon, and somebody was like, "Dude, you need to get a lawyer." Like like basically what you just said. Like you need to shut the fuck up and go hire a lawyer. Yeah. And he responded to that with, "I don't like liars." And I'm like, "Well, okay, but that's not gonna save your company. Like Mm. a moral high ground isn't going to help at the time like this."
1: Yeah, there's plenty of, th- of, of of things I don't like that we have to deal with in life. You can't just do this yourself. Do- <laughs> oh, boy, uh, what's the same? just gonna fucking bring out Clarence Mason. Oh, I could just see Brett trying to represent himself. They do say that uh, a client who, re- who represents who a client who represents himself has a idiot for a lawyer. <laughs> Nick Gage comes
0: into the courtroom with a fucking briefcase full of thumbtacks. text. <laughs> Look,
1: <laughs> I see Nick Gage and Corpy his lawyer. <laughs> a suit a suit with the arms ripped off and MDK shirt underneath it. Look, mm-hmm. judge, tell these motherfuckers to suck my dick, MDK all fucking day, bitch. This fucking shit that you're fucking doing is real
0: fucked up, man. Man. <laughs> like, all right, no further questions.
1: <laughs> all right anyway uh, i don't want to piss off nick gage uh I, no. I i actually like nick gage but anyway um smart go ahead and uh proceed with whatever
0: sure well there's i, I sent you two more things uh well just two left of to as to what i sent. one of them is a trailer so i don't know if you have that at the ready, but I was going to give you a heads up on that. But the other one that I have, this is a, uh, it's from Twitter. Apparently, Britt Baker has received a rather interesting uh, reward, shall we say, for her win at the pay per view, the women's championship match that she won. So uh, I'm actually going to just go ahead and read from her Twitter account. It says, "Quote: Thank you at McDonald's for sending me." 1500 big mac coupons for my championship celebration tonight love ya xoxo and it says here let's see hashtag it's from like the mcdonald's people somebody from the fucking corporate office somewhere the little note that she posted on here it says hashtag brit mac congratulations on this accomplishment Hope these coupons keep your fans well-fed on your favorite O and keep your eyes peeled. We've got another little something coming your way, your friends at McDonald's. So Britt Baker is now in possession of a coupon for, well, not a coupon, but 1,500 Big Macs.
1: That is a lot of Big Macs. Indeed. I mean, I like me a Big Mac, but that's a lot of Big Macs, dude. I'm looking for the video here. And I can't find it. Hmm. It works for me in the link I've sent you here. Oh, there it is. I got it. Hold on. Hold yeah. So on. this sort of...
0: Well, I kind of sent that to you. is just a, sort of a backdoor way of talking about
1: food. Whoa! So like, okay. You don't have to mention <laughs> backdoor when you talk about China.
0: I immediately regretted the decision to use the words backdoor and together in a sentence. What do you That's think she good- is, Sonny? Well, there you go. But let's play around with this idea for a minute. You got 15, she has 1,500 Big Macs at her disposal Mm -hmm. for free. If you had to get one item from any, like, fast food place that you could get 1,500 of them, what are you picking? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It has to be one particular item, though, so it can't be, like, 1,500 things at
1: McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Oh, yeah, no, 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 So I have one burger I'm picking from one place.
0: It didn't even have to be a burger. It could just be, like, anywhere in fast food. So if you wanted to get, like, something from Taco Bell or...
1: Oh, fast food, something I would get... Um you know what I would do? I would get, uh, you know what I would like? 1,500 Arby's Rubens. The mm-hmm. Rubens sandwich. Corned beef. Uh, Thousand Island salad dressing. And sauerkraut. I love. I, we've, we've had the sauerkraut talk. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah. yeah, I know you think I'm a little psycho. But anyway.
0: I just, I've never really been a big fan of sauerkraut.
1: Yeah, Now I do like the Big Mac. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's got 1,000-ounce salad dressing on it. That is a special sauce. I'm sorry. I ruined it for some people. I apologize.
0: See, I think I, I think what I would do is I think I'll, just, I'll even stay with the McDonald's thing. They're not my favorite restaurant, but we'll just stay in McDonald land for a while. Oh. Uh, I'd go with, like, 1,500 of the chicken nuggets. The big oh. nuggets. Oof. Oh. They would still, in, in typical tradition of McDonald's, they would still only give you, like, two dipping sauces. But...
1: Good God! I wish they would air fry those things. They are so greasy, man.
0: That's that's okay.
1: That's okay. Oh, those things just—they hurt my stomach thinking about them. Uh, <laughs> put it that way.
0: Well, <laughs> well now then, amplify that by you know fifteen hundred. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I would go with the Arby's Reuben. I, I, I could take fifteen hundred of those bad boys. They're good.
0: I, really, I do like Arby's. I don't really, I'm not really a Reuben person, but I do like Arby's. They got some good stuff. They got like the the brisket's good. The chicken sandwiches are good.
1: I, I do remember that I remember the Big Mac song because I heard it so many goddamn times when I was a child.
0: I did too. I, I, I couldn't remember the lyrics because when you said that, I started trying to remember them. And the... Mm. Burger oh. King jingle got stuck in my head.
1: Oh, no. Well, it's two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a special on a sesame seed bun. Mm.
0: I started trying to remember it, and I, the only thing I could think of was hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us have it
1: your way, which is, again, Burger King. So that Burger was of King. no
0: real use to anyone.
1: That was Burger King. But, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I I eat way too much fast food. Because, I mean, I go out for, like, today I ran to um, Taco Bueno.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have those, they're called the Big Freak, Big Freaking Tacos. They're good. Double the meat. I think I've said this on the show before. Recently, actually. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, no,
0: I, I, know, I don't remember if you said it on the show, but you definitely talked to me about going there for lunch. Yep,
1: I got, I got four of them today. Nice. Yesterday, I ran by Schlotzky's, got a large pastrami and Swiss. They always tell me, they're like, um, are you sure you want a large? I'm like, look, I know it's $13. Please give me what I asked for. Shut the fuck up. Give me my sandwich. (laughs) Put it on dark rye and shut the fuck up. Thank you have that problem a lot at Panda Express because the chicken
0: and the shrimp are always a dollar upcharge. Oh, so yeah. I was like, well, you know that it's a dollar. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know
1: it's a dollar. You like the walnut shrimp? I do. Oh, I do. that is good. It is good. It is so sweet and yummy. And the one, the crunch, I like the walnut shrimp too. That's good stuff. I like
0: the walnut shrimp. The, the usual go-to is just the uh, orange chicken and Beijing beef. Though. Cause the it. I like the Beijing beef because Beijing beef is like always like real kind of crunchy, like kind of crispy. I like the texture of it. And then the orange chicken is good, but then the orange chicken is usually a mystery mm. because for whatever ungodly known reason, sometimes it tastes like kind of sweet and then sometimes it tastes fucking super spicy. I don't understand what the formula is there, but that's usually the case.
1: I don't know. It gets, uh, probably depends on who cooks it, to be honest right. with you. But, uh, yeah, I got a Panda Express right across the street. But, um, man, where I'm going, we ain't got much fast food within distance. So, we are going to have to figure something out around the house. But uh, it'll, it'll be different. Um, yeah, man, fast food. I just eat way too much of it. Need to I need to back off that shit.
0: See, that's another, that's another option since you're talking about tacos. They have the uh, naked chicken chalupa back at Taco Bell. Mm. oh my god that is fucking that is perfect like that is all i need and just fucking no no taco shell just straight up chicken and then fucking other vegetables and cheese and ingredients inside of the chicken Mm, it's wonderful stuff
1: wow now you know I, i i told you about this place we have a place here that a sonic closed down which believe it or not you don't see a sonic closed down in texas very much a sonic closed down and a place called Wing Dash opened in in its place. They do chicken wings. They do chicken tenders. They do all kinds of things. But the one thing they do is a Philly cheesesteak. And I hadn't been there. It's right across the street from work. I hadn't been there. I kept not going. And someone said, try the Philly. It's all right. I'll do it. It was huge. You know those, you know, the the large to go boxes you get?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. This is one with no no just up, just a box, no separations, you know, not the triple, not the you know, two and the ever. It literally was busting out of the carton this thing, and just packed with meat and cheese and onions and green. it was, it was so fucking good, but just, I've never heard of the place. It's not a big chain. It's kind of a hole in the wall, but they got some good ass food, man. And I'm so glad I went and tasted that son of a bitch, but I'll tell you what, man, you do that for lunch. You regret it about an hour after when you're fucking, where's a five hour energy. <laughs> You're dozing off from the carbs. <laughs> there you go. It's it was so good though, man. But yeah, it's called Wing Dash. I haven't seen another one. That's the only one I've seen. Um Um It's it's so good though. It was really good. Now everyone tells me to go back for the wings. Obviously that's probably what they're known for. Um I just don't like doing wings for lunch. It's just not enough. So but I'm going to go back and try them. I, I'm going to try them. Like I said, it's right across the street from where I work. But uh, like, I, and it's just rare to see a Sonic close down also, like I said, around here. There's a few things you don't see closed down. A yeah. few things you know do not see closed down around here. Sonics. Um, uh, Whataburger. You'll never, if you see a Whataburger close down. Boy, you're in a bad spot. Weeb says wing stop. I like wing stop. Wing zone don't have any here. We do <laughs> We do have a really good chain restaurant here called Dick's Wings. God there. Yes, the place that we see on on Daily's place, Dick's Wings. They got some good shit, man.
0: Nice. Yeah, there's no wing stop around here, unfortunately. Mm. I've always wanted to try them because they, they got a lot of different good looking things. I've perused their menu before. I like me I like boneless wings. I don't really like the bone in wings, but mm. I like boneless wings or nuggets, I guess, if you want to really be technical about it.
1: Yeah, I No, nah, if I eat wings, I wanna I wanna Oh. I need those bone-in wings, man. I don't like every time I've ever boneless wings just always taste overcooked to me.
0: Yeah, I can see what I can see what you're saying, but that's actually again that's sort of the incentive for me is it's like kind of crispy, and you get like a nice little and then like with the bone-in wings for me it seems like you don't really get the flavor as much. Like you get it like on the first bite or two maybe, but then at the rest of it you're just eating like regular ass chicken. Oh
1: man. I don't know, man. See, not, see, we says drum at my, my kid gets all drums because he doesn't like the flats. Oh, see. This is, this is a
0: topic of that age old topic of debate. Mm. I used to work for a couple years, two years at a pizza hut. They did wings mm-hmm. and it would always be fucking annoying. Cause you like every couple of, every couple of orders, it would be either all flats or all drums. Huh. And the thing is, is that like we, used to we would like pre-bag most of them so i would have like a shit ton of already bagged wings so yeah i would just get mad that they would actually expect me to do extra work (laughs) i was i was in my very early 20s and i was just kind of like an entitled piece of shit so i was just like fuckers making me do my job at my job you bunch of assholes
1: son of a bitches uh, Christopher Kane asks, "Some of us
0: are trying to be hungover on a Tuesday, you fuckheads."
1: Yeah, or every day. Um, Christopher Kane <laughs> asks, "Is there still churches chicken in Texas?" There are, but they're actually getting fewer, fewer, and 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 further between. Um, I had one right down the road from me, connected to a gas station, and it closed down. But they're good. They're... Talk about greasy chicken. Jesus Christ. You have to, like, paper towel their fucking chicken off, dude. It's just... (laughs) I mean... But uh, we had one, and that one closed down, and a, a, a little... Another little thing opened up in that gas station, but I've never tried it. We do have a new... Like a really new cafe That just opened up down the street That I want to try And we have a new one over here Before we leave I want to try So I don't know Because I don't know What in the hell Is uh, Is around where I'm moving So
0: See, I had the same kind of problem that you're in the process of having of just I moved a couple of months ago Mm. and it was a matter of like not really knowing what's going to be out here in terms like food options. And there's a there's a pretty kind of limited amount of like fast food, but much to my surprise and delight and pleasure, there is what can only be described as a fuck ton of like small locally owned Mexican restaurants, which Mm. is just wonderful.
1: Well, we, I mean, those are all over the place in Texas, but I'll tell you what, every, you go to a small town, most of them have a ton of Mexican restaurants. Tex-Mex, dude. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: yeah. And I mean, there's also, you know, it's a bigger, in terms of population percentage, you know, there's a lot of Hispanic, Latino, Mexican people over there but like around here we don't really have a lot of Hispanic people in terms of like population like it's a a very small number so it's like surprising that there is as many Mexican restaurants as there are I'm not at all complaining it's an absolute delight but
1: it was a bit of a surprise yeah even though most of the Mexican restaurants here are chains you know Ah, uh, like on the the border um, El Phoenix a lot of chain restaurants around here that are Mexican or tex-mex like I said, but uh tons of restaurants around here man this the Texas is Dallas especially I mean it is covered with restaurants there's they're all over the fucking place man it's just ridiculous how many restaurants are here and you you, you just can't go to them all you can't oh and another thing that's big here the Brazilian steakhouses. Oh, yes, I love those. Oh, yeah. Just keep giving you meat until you feel like you're going to fucking puke, and then you turn that fucking card over to red. Oh, yeah. I love those places. I smoke a good fucking doom on the way to those places. Just (laughs) Just get that appetite kicking. Get those munchies, and then just go in and be like, don't fucking move, pal. You give me my meat off that fucking sword right now.
0: See, I I love that and I hate that because muscle, like, I I have bad hand to eye coordination sometimes. I could be clumsy a bit every so often, even without the aid of any sort of intoxicants. So it's just like I have a hard time, (laughs) like, every so often, I'll just have a real fucking struggle getting the meat off of that little, like, spit that they use.
1: Yeah, I need to get my kids out to one of those. I wonder what it's like now during COVID. Probably weird, but. I actually went to one of those during COVID.
0: It's not as weird as you think. All right. Like it's just other than just you wear a mask, but they still do the same thing because they're in charge of the food. Yeah, uh, it's uh, like way safer than a, a buffet would be at this point.
1: And I've, I just I just went to a, a buffet the other day. So all right, I'll take that. I, I need to get the kids out there. I think uh, I think my older one would love it because he loves fucking beef and steak and meat so get him out there man he'd he'll, he, he'll love this so that'll be fun I'm, and usually if you go to those during the day they're a lot cheaper like in like at lunches are a lot cheaper than dinners so i'll take him out there
0: <laughs> just as a small aside from that um I had actually, I was in the process of interviewing to work at one of those places and the interview, I came in for the interview and the lady, I was interviewing with this lady and she is a full on Brazilian lady and she, she was pretty attractive. So like, I was trying my best not to be like weird about it, but I felt like I maybe made a little bit too much eye contact and I felt like that might've been the reason I didn't get the job. (laughs) Because I was like, I do not know what an appropriate amount of eye contact is. This this position, because normally I'm, it's like a some fucking weird like dude just in general, that I have no interest in being friends with. So I usually just kind of look at him every so often and then look away.
1: So you were doing the just look her in the eye, look her in the eye. In the eye. Yeah, but that I I don't know if I was just in my own
0: head or not. If I was just like looking way too much at her like just in the eyes I was like is it too much is this creepy and then I kept with that like the only my response to that would be just to look down so then I go from like looking somebody dead in
1: the eyes to looking at my shoes which probably made it worse probably she probably thought you were looking at her pants or something Mm -hmm. who knows anyway um wow man I'm getting really hungry after all this food conversation uh, yeah. Smark, go ahead and bring up your uh, that last one. I do have that trailer ready to go whenever you're ready for me to play it. Sure, I'm gonna bring that up here in just a moment. We've been
0: talking quite a bit about the uh, dark side of the rain. The last episode that they aired, they aired this Thursday or yesterday. I guess they did the uh, Grizzly Smith one. So that is the one <laughs> that I think we all talked about, how we kind of weren't necessarily looking forward to that as much. Because, I mean, it's it's well done. They they always are well done. But that one in particular seems like it's just going to be really depressing. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't say. But um, Vice, even outside of Dark Side of the Ring, they're going to be doing some more in the field of wrestling documentaries. This comes from Yahoo.com a new documentary from Vice will dive into the life of Joni Lawler, the pioneering WWE performer better known by her ring name, China, who died of an overdose in April 2016. Joni, aka China's meteoric rise and fall, is the stuff of Shakespearean drama. How pretentious. But underneath all that flash, she was an intelligent and sensitive person who struggled with addiction. Vice versa, China director, Mar- Mara Strach, we're going to say that's her name. I don't know if it is or if it isn't. You don't know that I'm incorrect. It says in a statement to people, the film will premiere on Vice TV on June 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern and features interviews with Lawler's mother and other WWE legends, including Mick Foley, Sean Walletman, and Billy Gunn. Quote, this documentary will give viewers an intimate and unfiltered view of her personal journey as a pop culture icon. Yeah kind of exaggerating a bit and beyond will compassionately tell the story of China's last year of life. Lola rose to fame as a member of Degeneration X, the six member faction that helped to cement WWE as a powerhouse entertainment brand in the 1990s and early 2000s. And then it goes on to tell you what DX is that I feel like everyone here already knows. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you need a refresher, I'll post the link in the chat but everybody gets the idea.
1: There you go. And you know, I I I really don't think calling China a pop culture icon is a stretch. Um, I mean, she was on reality shows back then. She was also doing I mean, she was in Playboy. She, there was a she definitely had a, a, a you know, a lot of followers and I don't think it's a big stretch calling her a pop culture icon.
0: Well, I think, I think it's kind of, it can sometimes be, at least for me, easy to forget just how big fucking wrestling was wow. at that point in time. Oh, yeah. Where like pretty much everybody that was on that roster was an icon in a sense. Because it was just as popular as it was.
1: Dude, you literally would be in a restaurant and hear just like businessmen sitting there in suits talking about wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was just that and DX was huge. China was a part of that. Um, And I I just think it uh, I I definitely think calling her a pop culture icon is not a stretch at all. I think it's actually pretty, pretty much what she was before her her fall, unfortunately. But um, let's go ahead and play this real quick. It's only 30 seconds. Um, I haven't seen it. I hope it's not very visual, but let's find out right now. No one had ever seen the likes of her before. In my mind, we haven't seen the likes of her since. Joni was all about trusting people, being loyal. Once she was let go, it's like she was completely erased. I'd become this monster, you know. This is just a fucked up business. Nobody her. She needed help. There is not another China, and there never will be. Vice Versa presents China. All right, there you go. No, not much. Um, it looks, I'm starting to wonder now if this is the footage that her manager had of her. If if you remember a long time ago, a long time ago, we talked about, I, it wasn't me and you, it was actually on the THT show, um, that her manager had a bunch of footage that he was trying to, I believe, profit off of, but he mm-hmm. had a bunch of footage of her that no one had. So I got a feeling some of this is that um, that last year hers is going to be very tough to watch because she was very, she was in a very dark place at that point. So that's going to be another tough one, man. Vice just put out a lot of tough shit to watch, man, but uh, they're getting a lot of people are watching them. Even non-wrestling fans are watching these shows this is true yep and
0: yeah yeah we were talking about that before is like i mean if anything can potentially help to restart the sort of popularity that wrestling had i don't think you're ever going to quite get to the what it was you know back in the late 90s early 2000s but that's certainly an avenue for it is this actually getting the average person to realize the kind of personalities that are behind everything
1: right yeah absolutely man but uh yeah, I don't know. that that That's going to be a tough one. But uh, like I said, Vice is just putting all kinds of stuff out there, man. It's just really... I, it's like they're trying to just tear at our heartstrings and shit. But I don't know. That, that, again, that's going to be hard to watch those last years of China, especially that last year of her life. Because like I said, she was in a very dark place. Um, we all saw videos where people, a lot of people were worried about her. And I don't know, man. She almost kind of reminds me of that... Um, uh Anna Nicole Smith a little bit. You know, her manager was kind of taking advantage of her too and doing some weird shit and you know, suddenly she's dead and then China kind of follows suit. It was almost the same kind of not not the exact same, kind of the same story. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um and if you're looking for levity, a little bit of a uh, – it's
0: 12 minutes long, so we're not going to play it, but a little bit of an extracurricular activity, YouTube, Doug Stanhope, a touching tribute to China. That is, He does a 12-minute bit, and I will not spoil it, but uh, he had a very interesting experience in a hotel room with uh, some of her filmography, we'll say.
1: Mm, yeah, I, he's a crazy dude, Stanhope. He was probably tripping balls or something, but who knows? Uh, all right, let's... love the guy got both of his books
0: really. All right,
1: cool. yeah,
0: they're good books, they're pretty good.
1: Cool, 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 cool. All right, let's get to this last article and then we'll knock out Smackdown and then we'll get on out of here. Um, actually, I think we're gonna knock out these last little things and then I'm gonna pee and then we'll do Smackdown because I've got to do that. I, my, my. My system was all thrown off this morning. I usually have a seltzer water on the way to work, but I didn't have any cold, so I didn't take one. And my God, I think I drank eight cups of water. Oh, my God. And, you know, the big, like, eight of these in the morning just to try to... I might have had a few beers last night. Um, Anyway, uh, again, you know, back to the releases real quick. We're going to go ahead and get back to those. Um... Ruby Riot is one that was released and we talked about it, Smart, that uh, you know, I, I think she'd be a great addition to AEW. Whoever gets her is going to be very lucky to have her because she's definitely a good talent. She put out a pretty lengthy uh statement, basically thanking everyone. Um, you know, that that she that that she had worked with, basically uh thanking the coworkers, friends, family, fans, of course. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty long. But what I thought was cool was The Rock even put out a little statement about uh, Ruby Riot. A lot of people joined in on this, but uh, The Rock was the main one that everyone kind of focused on. Was He said, you will resurface stronger, wiser, and better. Thank you for the awesome birthday vid. I guess she made a birthday vid video for The Rock. I didn't see that and didn't search it out. But um definitely like I said, I, I I was a little surprised they got rid of her and I mean Jesus Christ, they couldn't even throw Liv Liv Morgan a bone and let her win tonight. They uh you know, I mean they, they can her partner and they still have her go out there and lose to Carmella.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I was I, I was wondering what they were going to do with her because it seemed like maybe there was going to be an opportunity to give her a bit of a push yeah. in the singles division. But no, she ate a pinfall rather quickly.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely, rather quickly. But uh, pretty cool, The Rock, and you know, I, I again, a lot of uh, Mick Foley even said something about her. A lot of people chimed in and did say something about Ruby Riot. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I've always said she's a, a good talent, and I think, like I said, a lot of people, a lot of companies are going to be very lucky in September when her uh, 90 days is up and she can go work somewhere else. But um, if, if you want to check out the statement she made, it's on her Instagram. So you can go ahead and check that out right there. Uh, but, um, man, the like I said, a lot of people were uh, thinking – Braun was pretty much mainly the surprise. I I, I really think Ruby was a, a, a more of a shock to me than Braun or anyone being let like, go. Oh, to be honest, like I said, she was she got nothing and still got it over. Uh, her and Liv were doing good. It seemed to be like she had some support from the IWC, and suddenly she's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: a shame. I I feel bad for her because it seemed like she had actually wanted to be there. Sometimes it's hard to tell when people get released if it's actually something that they wanted or if it was, you know, actually something that they were fighting against and seemed like she was actually trying to fight against that. And I was also seeing some things that apparently Lana was pitching a bunch of ideas for things that she could do. Mm. So it's like it's a little bit sad when you start seeing these people that were actually trying their best to preserve their jobs. It just didn't end up happening.
1: Well, you see that story a lot. You know, I was pitching this. I was pitching that. They said no. They said no. Suddenly I was gone. But Ruby Riot didn't need to pitch anything. She was in a a storyline. She was with a, you know, tag team. Her and Liv worked great together. And next thing you know, she's gone. So, I don't know, man. I I think it's, uh, but again, I think it says something about her, her talent, and the fact that like i said it's almost like wwe was holding her back we've i i i like i said i've seen some of her stuff as heidi lovelace um and uh was really good i i i really do like what she can do and like i said she's going to be an asset to some company out there let's see who it's going to be and i could see her going back to wwe down the road eventually
0: yeah, I mean it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, that seems like that's gonna kind of that's kind of the general consensus on what may end up happening with Braun is that he might take a break and we'll see about coming back later on. I was from apparently what I was reading was Maltz was saying that they viewed him as being two years past his prime, which is like pretty fucking harsh, but yeah, maybe not untrue.
1: Maybe maybe not. I don't know, but that's kind of a that 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 that's a pretty harsh statement to make about someone who's who's a homegrown WWE guy who you made.
0: Right. And then in addition to that, they were also he was also saying that he suspects that it had something to do with the fact that they've got new toys in there now cuz they got Almas, they got a couple of other big guys that they're starting to bring in. The guy that was with Ginger Mahal, mm-hmm. Shanky I think his name was. Yep. So they got a they got a couple of new big guys and uh fucking Commander Aziz that they've been using on SmackDown. So now Vince has himself a new batch of big men that he can play with. So
1: Yeah. I guess it's not worth uh you know, keeping Braun around, but um someone else, Smark, had a little something to say about the releases that happened. And it would be, of course, CM Punk, who always kind of says a little something, has a little jab for everybody. Um, John Squires of Bloody Disgusting—I think it's bloodydisgusting.com. dot com. I think they're a website, aren't they? I think. I think they are. Yeah,
0: because they're uh, they, they actually primarily do horror, right?
1: Because it's like horror
0: news and reviews, and they have a uh, Bloody Disgusting channel on Broke. So oh, you yeah. do some streaming television as well. I watch okay. that quite a bit, actually.
1: All right. Well, John Squires, Mr. Uh, a, a blue mark, I uh, decided to go ahead and chime in on this and say uh, on the releases, say one thing that has consistently bummed me out about WWE in recent years is that there's been a wealth of incredible talent in that company. But they really rarely seem to really know what to do with any of it. This latest wave of releases is a true stunning reflection on that issue. Can't say I disagree. CM Punk chimes in right after that, replies back to Mr. Squires. It's like a movie with a blockbuster budget and cast, but if it's written by create, creatively bankrupt nincompoops, specifically for an audience of one, in a language no one understands anymore, it's trash but people watch it because they like movies. Okay. This is kind of a word salad in a way. Yes. Let us not lose sight of the fact that he unironically
0: used the term nincompoops.
1: Yeah. Can I translate this a little bit into uh, what I believe CM Punk meant? It sucks, but people like watching wrestling because it's wrestling. Um, mostly. Yes. That's, that's, that's one part of it. Hey, here, let me read it how I believe CM Punk should have said it. It's like a movie with a blockbuster budget and cast. But if it's written for some old dude named Vince McMahon, who is completely out of touch with everything pop culture today, then it's garbage. And people watch it because it's a fucking habit and they've been watching it for years. Yep, I'm, I'm pretty much slightly paraphrasing there, I believe. More or, <laughs> or less, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think he wanted to say and was like, mmm, how do I put this where I'm not gonna get a huge backlash of WWE idiots coming at me? So but but you know what? Where's the lie, Spark? Where's the lie, man? Where's the lie in what he said here?
0: tell me no i mean you're absolutely right i mean they have it's always been lament or it has been the lament for several years at this point that they have an ultra talented roster but they just it seems completely directionless in terms of creative sometimes it's just like well it's the same matches over and over again mm-hmm. and they have like literally i think it was like 203 or 205 wrestlers They said somebody wow. did like counted them all up at some point, and that was like what they came up to, but it was, anyways, just dozens upon dozens upon dozens of wrestlers, and it's still we get the same fucking matches over and over and over again, and the same feuds over and over and over again, and it just gets to be a, a bit redundant.
1: Well, and the other three words that mean something in here is creatively bankrupt nincompoops. He's talking about the writers, obviously. I know you all know that. I'm not trying to insult your intelligence. He's obviously talking about the writers here, and he's right. They are writing for an audience of one, Vince McMahon, in a language no one understands Vince uh Vince is a v- Vincenese. There you go. Very good, smart and, and and in a language no one understands anymore. No one understands Vince and ease anymore. It was the attitude era when people understood that. Unfortunately now vomit, poopy, and fart jokes just aren't as funny as they used to be. And, you know, but like he says, creatively bankrupt nincompoops. When you can't figure out storylines for a, a, a Braun Strowman who literally the guy is just a goddamn beast who you should have out there as a monster. When you can't figure out a storyline for a Alistair Black who, okay, Booker T said, oh, the dark character will, will would never have been any more. Basically, Booker T said it was no, never going to be any more than a, a a mid-card character. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yes, because
0: that's exactly what The Undertaker was. Huh? Mm,
1: absolutely. You know, those dark characters are just really hard to get over. My God. Fucking Booker T. But uh, I don't know. I, I think, like I said, it, CM Punk, May may have made a little word salad. I think he was trying to make it a little PC. But in all these words, there is no lies. He just tried to make it a little more elegant than right. some people would have, in my opinion. So you got any more
0: on that, man? No, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's kind of the same things that we've been talking about before. It's just a total lack of direction.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, man. Just lack of direction. Writers don't know what to do, where to go, where to turn, and it's showing. It's showing every Raw. I don't understand why SmackDown is able to pull off a decent show every week when Raw can't do jack shit. But I don't know. Um, But on that note, Smark, if you're all right with that, I'm going to take a quick break. Quick pee. We'll come back. We'll get SmackDown done. And uh, maybe we'll look to see if there's any more news to dig into after that. But uh, give me about uh, two, three minutes here. I'll be right back. In the meantime, enjoy a song or two and uh, be right back. All right. Holy hell, do I feel better? All right, everybody. Whew. That had to be done. That felt like the 3 a.m. piss I took last night after drinking eight beers. Whew. Okay, I can concentrate again. I can breathe. I think my eyeballs may have been floating. I'm not quite sure. But we are back. Thanks, everybody, for letting me do that. You lucky downloaders. (laughs) I I didn't think that was fast. That was like a three-minute piss. That That was awful. But, um... Thank you, Sensible Sam. I appreciate that, though. Wanted to get back. I don't want to keep you guys. It's Friday. You guys want to get to sleep or get to watch TV or do whatever you do. And um, we are going to go ahead and, I guess, knock out SmackDown after that. And yeah. uh, once again, I still say SmackDown, much better show than Raw. Much, much better. Um, Smart, we once again start out with Roman Reigns. As usual, took six minutes to start talking. As usual,
0: <laughs> they had to have been doing this on purpose because yeah. I tuned in. Usually, I can always like tune in like a couple minutes late if I'm if I'm having to do something and I, I don't miss anything. So we've always talked about it. It's like the SmackDown guarantee. It always starts at five minutes after the hour. Right. Well, I tune in at eight o'clock or I tune in in the exact time. You know, depending on your time zone, but 8 o'clock for me. And right as the show is starting, and he's coming out at like 8.01. So I'm like, all right, so he'll actually probably be in the ring and be talking by about like 8.03. He purposely drew it out for as long as humanly possible so that by the time the entrance was over, he had the microphone in his hand for a while. They kept hitting the fucking automated crowd booing button just letting things really simmer. So by, by the time he finally started talking, it was again, five minutes after the hour. I'm like, they have to be doing this shit on purpose at this point.
1: Yeah, they've got to be. Now I got to tell you, now I'm glad you brought up the piped in booing and stuff like that. I think they're in for a surprise when they get back to live crowds with how the crowd's going to react to some of the people they've been putting really, really running the narrative for. I think Roman Reigns is going to get cheered more than you think he is. Um, I think a lot of people were waiting for this Roman Reigns, and I think they're liking this Roman Reigns, which is going to get cheers for the heel character. Um, and I'll tell you, I think a, you're going to get a lot of women cheering for him because a lot of girls like the bad boy.
0: <laughs> well, it's bad boy for life. Take that, take that. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, there's that. But, a little, I mean, let's face it, a lot of girls do. They like the bad boy. And uh, I think you're going to get a lot of surprises for some of the people they think are heels are not going to be as heel... Um reactions as they think and i think a lot of people that they think are baby faces are going to get booed and i think they're going to get a lot of shocking reactions that they've been pushing the narrative and then now they're going to get actual people in there who actually you know cheer who they want and you know boo who they want i just think wwe's in for a bit of 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 a surprise when they get live fans back in there smart what do you think
0: I think that too. I I was thinking more so. I was actually thinking about that a lot more when I was watching Raw this week because I feel like they're going to be surprised, A, with how over Lashley is, and B, I don't think Drew is as over as I think he is, yeah. especially the fact that they keep having him challenged with a belt over and over again. I feel like people are starting to get burned down on him a little bit. But, I, but, but with I, Roman to stay to the SmackDown specific point, I think he's going to be over pretty big too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't. Think about that, but you're right. I think last year is going to be way more over than they expect. Uh, I don't think he's going to get booed like they would want him to either. I think he's going to get cheered. I think Reigns, but uh, I, I didn't think about that. The, the, the raw aspect of it, that, that's going to be another one where they're going to be. But tonight just made me think of it when they're sitting there playing these huge boos for Roman Reigns. I just don't think you're going to get it. Now, that does not mean that they're not going to pipe that shit in And try, I mean, they did it when Reigns was a babyface, he was getting booed and they would pipe in, even on Hulu, they would pipe in different, matter of fact, we did it on this show one night, we played the actual reaction and the Hulu reaction to Roman Reigns. We, we, we did that one night. I remember that was a long, long time ago, but we did it. Uh, it's just, I think they're in for a very surprising reaction for a lot of the guys that they've been able to run that narrative however they want to lately. So it's going to be interesting. And I'm really, like I said, I I was glad you mentioned it because I was thinking that watching SmackDown when they've got these piped-in boos and these you-suck chants for Roman Reigns. I don't think you're going to get those like you think they are not as much at the
0: very least like i'm sure he'll probably still get some boots because even the people that just don't didn't like him before not, even now that he's heel it's just like i yeah i didn't like him already mm-hmm. even if he's doing good work as a heel it's like i still i didn't like him before <laughs> Fuck this guy There's some people in that cab and then there's some people that just naturally like to play along and boo heels, which can be fun sometimes. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think he's going to get nearly as much booze as they suspect. That's going to be sort of the more fun thing to kind of witness overall is within the next couple of weeks, because they start in July on both shows. Just what their perception is versus what the reality is, who the people are actually behind, what the people actually like, what the people actually don't like.
1: Right. Now we're going to know who's over, who's not. Mm-hmm. And um, I would expect a little shakeup after a, a couple of months back on the road.
0: Well, they normally do the draft or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they call it the superstar shakeup in Vince language, Vintonese, um, <laughs> as we like to call it. So, but they haven't done that yet. They haven't done the post WrestleMania draft, so they'll probably save that for once live crowds start up again. Just gives them an opportunity to switch around the rosters a little bit, get new storylines going, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, it'd be a much better idea to wait till crowds are back and see how they react to people. That would be a much better idea for them. So, if if that's what they're waiting for, great. But, um, like we said, Reigns was in the ring and he summoned the Usos. They came out, Jay. Jay paid his respects to Roman and Jimmy's just like, God damn, you're a little bitch. (laughs) Again, I'm paraphrasing slightly. Yeah, slightly not much, but uh, that's kind of the look Jay had for him. And this storyline played on throughout the night. We'll, we'll, we'll jump into it as it goes. Um, But again, we knew this week was going to be the Usos versus versus Dominic and his dad for the, SmackDown. Tag title smart. That's right. Um, My first note, the announce table no sold for J and Ray. Or Ray and J. Whatever you want to say.
0: I like Ray and J better. Like Ray J? Kind of reminds me of like uh, E and J. The fucking, the brandy.
1: Oh, look at you. Wanting to have a drink or two. Very nice. (laughs) Very nice. It's uh, sort of
0: my default. I have, I have... It's one of my areas of expertise, so I default to it every so often. But but yeah, I saw that he went for like a Samoan drop through the table, I think it was, and it mm-hmm. just
1: did not give
0: at all, and it looked like it really did hurt like a motherfucker. Uh,
1: maybe I thought it was Randy, because the table no-sells for Randy every time. So maybe I thought it was Randy doing it, I don't know. Uh, confused table, confused table. But uh, yeah, the the, the the table did uh, no-sell for those two. I got to say, I I really like this match. I was really loving this match. You know, I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. And the Usos, I think, are really good. And you know what? Dominic, once again, I think, went out there and showed that he's definitely worthy of being in the position he's in. Um, But the Usos lose. Go ahead, Smart.
0: That's right. Well, yeah, they they lose. I was going to say also, to keep the kind of food talk going, Dominic had a very creamsicle-inspired attire tonight. Kind of reminded me of those old Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniforms, too, like the uh, 70s. But he had, like, the bright fucking orange and white. Just looked like a creamsicle out there.
1: I did not think about that, but you are correct. He did have the creamsicle colors on. Very nice. With a big DM. Then- just DM all over the place. Just direct message me here. i surprised you didn't. <laughs> Dominic, direct DM me. I know. It means Dominic Mysterio. Everyone calm the fuck down. I'm joking. Uh,
0: <laughs> um, I, I did have my finger up. I was going to say, well, I have to show
1: <laughs> <laughs> But uh, on an actual
0: note, I do have to let my dog in. I can hear you, so you can keep going, but go he's
1: watching. Go ahead. The uh, Usos do lose this, lose this match, but Jay's shoulder was up, which Again, plays into the whole thing with Roman Reigns. Uh, when the Usos lost, Roman was seen backstage pissed, livid, steaming. And uh, we go to commercial. They come back, and the Usos are backstage. They're with Reigns. And Reigns is like, y'all better find a way to get another title shot tonight. One way or the other. Or else. You motherfucking idiots. So, and we do find out they do find a way to get a uh, a shot at the, t- the titles again, which we'll jump into in a few minutes here. But um, there you go. Smart is back. I can hear him right there. But uh,
0: one thing that I noticed about this mm-hmm. was like you were saying, they cut to Roman in the back and he's got like Hammond alongside of him and he is just absolutely livid. And he's telling them that they need to rectify this right now or else. Mm-hmm. Roman needs a cat. He needs a cat that he can just stroke deviously, like some kind of a Bond villain or like Dr. from Mr. Gad-
1: Inspector Gadget. Hairless cat?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I get it. He could. He could use one. That would look good. A little Dr. Evil-ish? Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I think that would be good. That'd be very good. You've had the Tied the shot at the titles for the one millionth time. Anyway. Killer Braxton, after that match, interviews uh Seth Rollins. Rollins had on a pretty subtle flower print suits, Mark. Did you notice? Little, little more subtle in the interview.
0: I did notice this. It looked a lot more like... Was I wasn't feeling this one quite as much. It looked more of like... The kind of thing that you would see, like on the wallpaper, maybe on like the couch cushion or like sheets of a hotel room.
1: Yes, in like Florida, maybe California, one of those tropical type places. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because it was basically it was it was like a white suit and it just had sort of purple and I think like maybe orangish, like flower patterns on it. it just.
1: Bahamas. compared
0: to what he normally wears it was pretty tame it was
1: it was, it was, it was, it was pretty tame pretty subtle but uh Jordan- which is something
0: i want to start doing actually Ooh. so you you remember what it looked like so this is going to, i feel like this could be a segment and which means it'll get dropped by next week cuz i'll forget <laughs> <laughs> out of the old trusty 5 scale 1 out of 5 2 out of 5 3 out of 5 4 out of 5 5 out of 5 what would you give mr Rollins' suit
1: Oh, this, week, this one was a two.
0: Yeah, this one was a two. You're exactly right. Like, last week was a five. I right. really like last week's suit. Week.
1: Yeah, this this was a two. Most definitely. Most definitely a two. Not very flashy. No, No fading. No color fading into other colors, into the same color. No, you know crazy pastel oh my god this could be this is like fucking Miami Vice on acid none none of that none of that this was just very oh. you're right kind of like grandma the, you know what this was like grandma's couch you're right
0: just, just began to ask why is Seth Rollins wearing these suits it's a good question
1: because he He's losing his mind, (laughs) if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, this
0: is essentially, like, a a surrogate for, or a supplement for, like, character development. Like, this is basically how they're showing that he is in a different stage. His character has changed. Just for whatever reason, he's wearing zany suits now. I'm totally for it, but, like, there was no real formal explanation given as to why he's just suddenly wearing these loud suits
1: now I'm wondering if 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 he gets to pick the suits he wears number one number two, does he like the suits he picks or is he doing it to be annoying i i I'd like to know those those answers does he actually like these suits because a couple of them have been pretty fucking fucking cool man in my opinion, like I said, I wouldn't wear any of them I can't but or I just wouldn't be able to pull it off but
0: well, based on those crazy ass coked
1: up cameo
0: videos that we played on the show not too long ago. It seems like that's very much up his alley.
1: You're right. I forgot about those. You're right. I forgot about those videos. But uh this was a short interview smart because Rollins basically didn't want to answer shit, ended up throwing the mic at old Caleb Braxton. Just a just a heel bastard. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Poor woman was just trying to do her job trying to conduct some hard-hitting journalism she had on her little, like, newsboy hat.
1: Treated her as good as fucking Johnny Gargano treats McKenzie. What's her name? Mm-hmm. Yep. McKenzie Mitchell. Ah, there you go. Thank you. Look at you. All the fucking knowledge and shit. Um, after that, we get Gable. He's back there. He's pitching the Street Profits on joining the Alpha Academy, Smart. That's right. Street Prophets go with a hard pass. They shoot him down pretty much immediately. Otis comes up later, though, and tells the Street Prophets that they were out of line. And the Prophets basically sit there and they're like, Otis, has uh, Gable really done anything for you? And then Otis lost his mind and beat the shit out of both of them. I think this is the beginning of the end of Alpha Academy.
0: maybe. I don't know. Like, what struck me as particularly odd is, like you said, they had two different segments of, A, Gable trying to recruit the street privates, and then Oda's going through and just being really upset that they dare say something negative about his sensei, and this is all to set up a tag match that I thought we were getting later in the night, but we actually end up getting to be getting it next week, right? which is really weird because for a non-title tag match, this is the most build any even for the regular title tag matches, this is the most build that they've put into a fucking tag team match in a very long time. It was just odd that this particular match that has no real history behind it is getting such a bill, but I'm not mad
1: at it. Well, they had some time to kill. I guess. But uh, actually, it was three segments because the street, street Street Profits actually made that match in another segment uh, that you're talking about right there. So uh, I don't know. That uh, I think that could be a good match. I did like some of the things that uh, uh, Gable was saying. Um, he, he said some... Uh, he, he told the... Profits that the uh, profits are down. <laughs> I liked it. I like. I like what Gable was saying there. I thought it was kind of cool, but um, Otis just beat the shit out of both of them, and that was about it. So, all right. So, Smark. Yes. Carmela versus Liv Morgan.
0: Yes. <laughs> First off, the immediate takeaway that made me laugh was it, it starts off with this like super pomp and circumstance. They're just go, going all out with this entrance for this mysterious person who they don't reveal until a little bit later. But you get the whole like sort of Austin Powers thing where they got the giant curtain and you can see a silhouette and it's just like moving around. That I don't know why I always default to Austin Powers in that particular moment. But so you have this mystery lady. Who is just dancing and just putting on a show and having a time and just oozing sex appeal? Not really, but anyways. And they drop the curtain and it's Carmella and she starts walking towards the ring and Michael Cole just goes, "Well, here's Carmella."
1: <laughs> I was like, "Boy, you really undersold that entrance." Man. Well, I mean, listen, it, it was different to hear Carmella coming to the ring without uh, Corey Graves like getting the usual verbal boner for her that he usually gets. Um, I, I I mean, Carmella ended up winning the match, but I just thought it was pretty shitty that they couldn't even throw live a bone after canning her partner. That's all I'm saying, her tag partner. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I felt bad for her. I was like, well, because we were talking about it before, and I was like, well, maybe this could be an opportunity to for them to you know start pushing her on her own. Like, we heard the rumors that they might be getting rid of her too, but nothing sufficed from that. So I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe they actually do have an intention of using her and keeping her around for an actual reason with an actual purpose. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, no, she was there to lose Carmella. That was about it. I also got a kick out of Carmella cutting a promo where she's just standing there, being a blonde woman with fake breasts and a facelift, basically just proclaiming that you've never seen anyone like her. I was <laughs> like, I've seen billions of people like you, man.
1: Yeah, you're kind of a dime a dozen. But um, yeah, that was just. I, you know nothing special about that match. We don't need to spend any more time on that, as far as I'm concerned. Um, now we do get the setup for the uh, like I said before. Uh, they do uh, Dominic and Ray do end up having another match with the Usos. Uh, we see Dominic and his dad leaving. Sonia Deville and Adam Pierce come up, and they're like, "Yo, we reviewed the tape, and obviously the ref made a mistake, so you're getting another shot." Whatever happened to the referee's decision is final?
0: Well, that's what they were saying. They were saying that the referee's decision was final, so they had to stick with it. But because it was controversial, they were going to give them another opportunity later in the night. And they also, and I forgot to mention this while we were talking about the first match, they made a note to mention the referee's name which is a really weird route for them to go down, that they never talk about referees' names. They right. never mention them, acknowledge them. They want you to pretend they don't exist. But then when they fuck up, they make a note to mention their name. So it's like, we want you to know that our referees are super inefficient and they're shitty at their jobs. It's like, well, that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, and honestly, in, in in my opinion, if if I was a referee and you told me my decision is final and then you decided to have a rematch the same night, you're telling me my decision really my decision really isn't final and you don't agree with it, and you just undermined everything about me, they may as well call me a piece of meat after that.
0: They more or less did. They're like, oh, referee Jimmy Jimstone really fucked this one up. It's not his actual name, but I don't care about who he is
1: either. I didn't see who the ref was, so I'm not sure either. But uh, yeah, there was did, did not a lot of making sense in this little segment. But anyway, it got the rematch for the uh, Usos, and uh, that brought us to Bianca Belair out there, Smark. Challenging Bailey. in... I wouldn't call what Bianca Belair did a promo. I'd call it it, it more of a motivational speech. (laughs) Hey...
0: I was, I was kind of keeping up with uh, some of the comments about it, and it seemed like everybody really loved this promo <laughs> in the sense that they did not love this promo at all. I was seeing like, a lot of people that were saying it was like, it seemed like it was so forced that she just forgot what she was saying halfway through. Mm. Or it's like even she didn't want to <laughs> say what she was saying, let alone us wanting to hear it. Like it's, it's just, the general consensus was that it just really came off as being super forced. It
1: wasn't the usual emotion we see out of Bianca Belair. Right. Especially after winning the title. Like I said, she's been like emotional every promo. She did try to get emotional in this promo, but it just, again, you're right. It, it, everyone was right. It did feel forced and it came off like a motivational speech. It didn't come off like a promo. It just came off like a motivational speech. Um, Next thing you know, we hear Bailey cackling, and you can't, you know, we look around. She's not there. She's on the screen v- via satellite, as she said, Smart. Yes. She does accept the match, and then suddenly the Thunderdome is filled with Bailey's face laughing, cackling. And that was kind of it.
0: Just wall to wall, various videos of Bailey just laughing and cackling and. Chortling about and just a rupturous glee, just kind of getting over the whole idea that she's become unhinged since losing her title. One thing I enjoyed about that is. Like you said, she had said that she was there via satellite. So she's either presumably at home or in just some other building. But either way, in this room in her house that we are led to believe that she's in, there is a wall to wall just collage of various pictures of herself, like holding the title. And I just enjoy the fact that, like, we're led to believe that this is a sort of canon that Bailey has a room in her house that is just the wallpaper is just various pictures of Bailey in Bailey's house.
1: Well, isn't there a picture of Vince McMahon sitting on a couch with a picture above him of Vince McMahon
0: sitting on a couch? Like this is like an Orange Cassidy T-shirt. A little bit, a little bit. That would actually be pretty awesome if it's had like a framed photo of him sitting on a couch, and then they they just cut to him doing an interview of him sitting on the couch above, like with the picture of him sitting on the couch above him.
1: That is so Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is so naked, (laughs) gun man. He has fucking autographed pictures of himself that he signed to himself. To himself. (laughs) It's like the most fucking just monument to narcissism, humanly possible. Dear Vince, you're the fucking man. Yeah. You're such good shit, pal. Love yourself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To Vince, change your underwear. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, how did that one get in there?
0: I really should change oh, he's my... He's
1: definitely the kind of guy that has like the
0: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday where they have the writing on the on the underwear for each day.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, it's just stapled to the little... to to, to the pill thing. He <laughs>
0: Stapled to it. I do love that visual. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. The and it, the 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 fucking pill. It's not even a pill bottle. It's a pill container that also has the you know the, throughout the week M T W that shit.
1: Well, it it it's vent. So it it it's an ammo box. Is what it really is. That's I the, can believe that. Yeah, that's what it really is. Yeah, just <laughs> change your underwear. <laughs> I don't know why. I can also just picture
0: like Vince McMahon having like those like car- the, the carnival games where you shoot like the water gun at like the like the little circle or whatever and the horse like goes up. I can just picture that but like with various images of his head. Like uh-huh. he just shoots the water gun and his head just like rises up.
1: There you go. Two Vince farts
0: are hilarious. <laughs> It is another thing we we're talking about them <laughs> potentially selling the company. Right. But I mean, we we're talking about that, like potentially WWE, Vince selling WWE. If he does, that opens up the market for potentially a shoot interview, a Vince McMahon shoot interview. And I would pay top dollar to just hear him be a raving lunatic for two hours. I don't care who conducts it. I will fucking give you money just to hear Vince be a a weirdo for two hours. Oh, the
1: Vince McMahon kayfabe commentaries. Oh. The you shoot of Vince McMahon. That would be amazing. First question. Vinnie Ruru. (laughs) Bro, Vince, bro. Why didn't you call me back, bro? <laughs> all right. I, I was that.
0: watching an old episode of Dark Side of the Ring <laughs> where they did the brawl for all. And it was it's a Russo heavy episode. And just oh my god. Like, I'm so glad that we are beyond the point where every, like, wrestling news site picks up everything that Russo says on his podcast and tries to pass it off as being actual news. There was a period in time where that was a thing. Anytime he said anything, anytime Sonny said anything, it was all over the fucking, the lesser dirt sheets. Not so much the Observer, but just all the other ones. I'm just so glad that we are beyond this point because for a man who now talks for a living, few people are less articulate than Vince Russo.
1: Yeah, yeah, which gives everyone a little bit of hope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: hmm There you go. Everyone's got a little bit of hope here on that one. Um, so, yeah. Good stuff there, man. I'm obviously on a completely different level of alcohol and weed than you.
0: Yes, I'm sober for the moment.
1: Yeah, you're, you're somehow sober. I don't know how that works. I it's... Mean, I'm... Uh... It's
0: a frightening experience. This
1: is what it is. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sober pretty much every day from the time I, you know, I get up, I, I shit, I shower, and then I smoke. After I get dressed, so I'm, I'm sober a good forty-five minutes a day.
0: Huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's overrated. It's I, overrated. I believe so. I mean, I. I I don't want to start noticing things like stoplights and (laughs) grass. (laughs) Fucking school crossings. school cross. No, actually one of my, the
0: frightened child that is stuck to the grill of my car.
1: (laughs) No, actually the, one of my absolute one, one thing that absolutely makes me, I want to chase people down is if you speed through a school zone, I'm, I'm going to say something that might sound really awful here, but if you're speeding through a school zone, I hope it's your kid. I'm just going to put it like that. I hope it's your kid. I hate, I hate when I'm sitting there doing 20 through a school zone and some asshole just flies past me. Mm -hmm. It just pisses me off. And literally I'm not a, you know, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a, Angry person, but literally, my first thought is, I hope it's your kid one day. That might slow you the fuck down. Anyway, y'all good there, smart?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I was just letting you have your moment. I was surprised that you went darker than I did. I'm impressed.
1: Well, it's just the that's like the one thing. I don't know why it just it it gets down to the core of my fucking soul that people do that. I don't understand it. One fucking place you should be more safe than anything is a school zone. And I see people every day. Every day. Because, I mean, you know, there's summer school. There's schools still open Mm -hmm. right now. And there's also some, some schools here are open to the 18th because of the weather we had here. You know, the snow days mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so it depends on what school district you're in here. So I don't know, man. It just it just absolutely kills me when I see someone just bla- bla- blazing through a school zone.
0: Right. No, I, I get it.
1: Yeah. So anyway, now that I've wished death on people, which I usually don't do, Corbin versus Nakamura, <laughs> Smark. <laughs> segue. like
0: speaking of wishing death on people Corbin. speaking
1: exactly that's kind of where i was going with that uh dude that video of nakamura just like wearing the crown on the beach and just doing every little other that i i i it gave me a chuckle i ain't gonna lie i liked it what'd you think of i that mean little it's a video? florida beach so Nakamura
0: walking around wearing a crown just hanging out on the beach is one of the more normal sights that one would see.
1: I just thought it was a funny video. He's just wearing the crown everywhere. He's wearing the crown doing everything. Mm -hmm. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, We did get more Rick Boogs which uh, Rick Boogs is really growing on me. I'm really liking the guy. Now I do have a little issue with this, Mark.
0: Oh, my issue with this was I was disappointed that they didn't, while he was like breaking out the guitar solo on Shinsuke's theme, he just breaks out the guitar and he's doing this whole electric guitar routine, playing Shinsuke's theme on the guitar. I was disappointed that we didn't get the wall-to-wall return, the return of the wall-to-wall Bailey faces. Like, cause I would have just loved if they just cut to her and she was just, like given like the devil horns and just head banging along and just the entire Thunderdome is just wall-to-wall Bailey heads rocking out to the fucking Shinsuke theme.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. I like it.
0: But what, no. what was it that you took on bridge with though?
1: Actually, I have two problems. Number one, not enough rocking, not enough eighties rock screams from Rick Boogs.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Number two, and my really my actual point, Nakamura is very talented. Correct?
0: Yes. Uh, Absolutely. He, yeah.
1: The the they're calling him the the king of strong style. Correct. That's right. Yes. Okay. Um, they're trying to make him out to be kind of a kind of a real badass with this new guy. You know, big entrance, big this, big that. And he's in a comedy gimmick the whole time.
0: I mean, are they trying to make him out to be a badass? Because I feel like using you know the Boogs guy or whatever, it seems like it's just supposed to be more of like sort of a grandiose thing. It's supposed to be just sports entertainment, as it were. It's just like, well, you know, elaborate entrance. This guy's playing the fucking his theme on the guitar. And it's supposed to be oh, well, just a lot of pageantry. I didn't no. really take it for it being this like kind of badass character
1: yeah let me all right let let me try to rephrase this we know nakamura as this badass this strong style the guy that can go out there do it in the ring we love him he's very entertaining he's very charismatic we like the guy he's coming off of a pretty you know uh, you know decent feud The, the you know and you know he just came off of the whole thing with with cesaro who's getting a great push You would figure Nakamura would get a good push, and they've got him in a comedy gimmick. The King of... Yeah, a little bit. Well, a, a little bit. It's all comedy. Boogs is comedy. This whole thing with the crown is comedy. It's like the 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 quarterback losing the football in class or something. This whole thing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like it's a, at least something for him to, you know, sort of demonstrate that he has personality, which he hadn't really been given the opportunity to do lately. So that's at least something. And I think that like you can still do a comedy gimmick and get over and like kind of be taken seriously, like, you know, like how kind of what they're doing with Matt Riddle right now. It's just a matter of how you present the character in-ring. Like, if you present him as actually being able to be a legitimate badass in the ring, then you're fine with doing, you know, doing a little bit of a comedic gimmick. But if you have him out there and he's just losing all the time and he's hanging out with this fucking Rick Boogs guy, then it just looks like a total
1: joke. Well, he did lose.
0: Tonight. <laughs> he lost this week, yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm I'm just saying, I I... I I want well, he me-
0: lost, but then he got
1: his crown back. He and that did. Sort of the thing he did, but it's I-
0: like, but like even then, like think about this though, is like nobody ever really looks like a serious badass when they're feuding with Corbin. Like even Roman Reigns, they like they obviously care about how they present him, but when he was feuding with Corbin, they were fucking doing the the, the dog food thing, right? Well, where they they had like the loser of the match was supposed to eat dog food.
1: I guess here's my point. I want more for Nakamura. Sure. I I guess that's my, you know, in 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 a nutshell, if you will. That's my point. I want more for Nakamura. I don't want him in a comedy, you know, thing trying to I I get it with the Rick, Rick with the Rick Boogs it's always going to kind of be comedy at this point. Right. But I can handle the Rick Boog's entrance, the everything else, if he's out there. And maybe it's because he's in there with Corbin. Maybe that's why I'm more annoyed by it. But I just want better for Nakamura in the long run. And I don't think it's in the cards anywhere with creative.
0: An interesting counterpoint to that is, uh, Sasha Baron Corbin says, not enough Baron.
1: Don't listen to him.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there's, a, there's a yin and yang here. I just like to present both sides of the story. Now, I'm not sure if he means that we're not talking about Baron Corbin enough because he did request that we talk about him for an hour, which I feel like we're going to come up just short of. I'm listen. trying my level best to give you an hour of solid Corbin content, but I don't think we're going to reach it quite tonight, or if they don't show enough Corbin on SmackDown, which he did only have one segment, so that an argument could be made that there's not enough Corbin content on SmackDown.
1: Listen, the fact that I brought the match up, uh, Super Sasha Baron Corbin should be happy. I, I really only bring it up for him. Otherwise, no one really gives a shit if I bring it up or not. We know that. Uh, but anyway... It's not a bad feud though, because I mean, once again,
0: they're they're playing sort of hot potato with the crown, because Corbin won the match and then he ended up losing his crown again.
1: Well, thank God for Rick Boogs getting involved. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of he, he he was ready to sacrifice his body for that crown, dude. He was. Mm-hmm. I see. I feel like
0: that kind of makes Corbin like look out to be worse, because they haven't really established the fact that this Boogs guy used to be a wrestler. He just like this random dude that just shows up and plays guitar essentially, but you have him like kind of punking out Corbin every week. So it kind of makes Corbin look shitty. Mm,
1: it does. But anyway, got to have more rock scream from Rick Boogs. More rock screams.
0: That is important. Absolutely. I'll put you on the spot with a little bit
1: of a question here. I spent a
0: lot of, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, actually, it was Thursday, but it's not important. Anyways, so I spent a lot of Thursday. Listening to and watching old rock videos on YouTube, the old '80s rock music videos, and I I had myself quite a treat. Uh So, just the the, question—it's not really so much of a question as is just me sort of pointing at you and telling you to talk about like sort of memorable rock videos from that kind of come out and stick out in your mind. Like one of the ones I was watching was the, uh, not in eighties. I did say eighties, but it's not eighties in this particular instance. The, uh, video for Epic by faith, no more. Uh-huh. Where they had like the fish flopping around. They have fucking the rain effect going on. That was always pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I do remember those. Good. Vi- Look, man. MTV used to be really awesome, play real videos of real, you know, of, 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 believe it or not, they actually used to play music videos. Let me, let me just let that settle in with some of the younger audience out there. Yes, they played music videos and there were some really memorable ones. That one is one, um, I mean, if we're going nineties, I would have to say the Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit video was a really memorable one. Also because 90s was is when still MTV was still playing videos. Um man more man 90s are Again, I wasn't watching much TV in the '90s, man. I was out partying. Well, '80s drinking. works too, though, because I started talking 80s. about '80s because I it
0: started off with me like listening to or watching a couple of sort of. I have a, a real soft spot in my heart, not for the songs themselves, but just for like the '80s hair metal videos because they're usually the most corny things imaginable. But that I, I do enjoy me some corniness.
1: Dude, some of the 80s videos were made. All, all those all those Bon Jovi videos were great. Most of them were on live stage for videos. And it was good. You know, you'd see the crowd, the this, the, that. The, those were great. Uh, my gosh, some of my favorite 80s videos I can think of. Billy Joel, Pressure, was a great video. Um
0: I remember the one that he did for the longest time where it's like Mm -hmm. just a bunch of guys from it's a high school reunion. So these guys are all like in their thirties now and they show up and they're just like taking turns singing in a bathroom. It's supposed to be like a barbershop quartet type of style.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. Um, The tubes. Uh, She's a beauty. Uh, Not only is that a great video, one of my, I, I, that that song has always stuck with me. Um, what were some of the other videos? Scorpion. Owner of only Lonely Heart. I always remember that video. I know the song,
0: but I've never seen the music video.
1: I'll, I always remember that video because the guy actually goes to wash his face, and he washes his face with scorpions. Just... I mean, uh, come on, Eileen, so many videos. By the way, read the lyrics of that song. He's literally talking, he, he is talking about coming on Eileen.
0: <laughs> and, you know, the one thing that I missed, is that it's more of a 90s trope again, but it is what it is. That was the era that I grew up in. But the tie-ins for the movies, like the songs that'll appear on a tr- soundtrack and then they'll make the music video and they'll tie in clips from the movie. I always like those because it's like it's always a real sort of crapshoot as to whether or not anybody will actually remember the movie that it was based off of, or if you'll just see it and be like, "Oh man, that movie fucking sucked."
1: You know, I gotta tell you, I think the '90s is kind of where that that stopped is where they made songs specifically for movies.
0: Right. I gotta like tell Princeton,
1: you, Prince did a lot of those. Yeah, I, I Prince did Aerosmith. I mean, what, what was it? Don't want to, don't want to miss a thing for Armageddon, um, yeah. Celine Dion for Titanic, but I gotta say, I think in the 2000s that kind of went away. They didn't, they they didn't really specifically make songs just for movies anymore. They just used songs that were out there. So see. different time, man. Much last different time. instance that I can remember.
0: And I'm trying to look to see when this was. I want to see the IMDb of it, but I think it was for Scream Three. If it wasn't for Scream Three, it was for Scream Two. But I want to say Scream Three. There's a song by Creed, and I apologize to everyone for invoking the name of Creed, but the song "What If" I remember that being for like Scream Three. I want to say it was. I think that was like the last real instance of that happening.
1: I don't even know. I'm like, I don't even think I have followed the Scream series, but I, I, it's um. I mean, it's just like I said, man. A lot of, I mean, and, and the eighties were filled with uh, duets. Lots of duets were in the eighties. Just a lot of things that, yeah, I know we still get some today, but the eighties duets were all amazing. I mean, Jesus Christ, you had the two Phils, Phil, Phil Collins and Phil Bailey, doing that. Uh, oh my God, I can't think of the name of the fucking song. You know. I I wish I could help you, but I was never really a big Phil Collins fan.
0: Because when you said the two fills, the first fill that came to my mind was Phil Hartman.
1: No, and obviously
0: he's not a singer. Although I would have loved to have seen a music video with Phil Collins and Phil Hartman. I don't know I what would. the fuck he would be doing, but it would be phenomenal.
1: Well, Phil Collins did do a video with with uh, Ultimate Warrior.
0: So. Chevy Chase. Oh no, that's not Chevy. That's uh fucking what's his name?
1: That's Paul Simon. Yeah. Call me Al. Yeah. You. Maybe you can call me Betty, and you can call me Al. Oh, I'll call you Betty, you can call me Al.
0: That actually would have been great if those were the song lyrics. He just becomes less and less confident as to whether or not this lady can call him Al. Like, you can call me Al, and you can maybe call me Al if you you want to.
1: Yeah, if if I can call you Betty, you can call me Al. That's uh, that's Mm it. Good song. Good song. Uh, Good video. I, I know Chevy Chase is kind of a dick, but... I still like a lot of his movies. I was actually... I actually watched Fletch. Jesus Christ, I think I actually turned it on last night or the night before. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and run back to SmackDown. I want to. I kind of want to get this done at this point. We're, we're... Jesus Christ, what are we at here? Ooh. Nearing three hours. Yeah, let's knock this bad boy out here. We, we don't want to do three hours. We're actually about probably 235 at this point. Um... Apollo Crews versus Kevin Owens. Commander Aziz, Mark, banned from ringside. That's right. Ringside, which really didn't fucking matter because Aziz attacked him backstage because he was only banned Mm -hmm. from ringside. I did like Crews just kind of looking on and laughing as he walked to the ring.
0: (laughs) Man, that is a real missed opportunity now that I think about it. Like nobody has tried to do like the I bought a ticket storyline yet during the pandemic. That would have been fucking awesome. Like we don't sold tickets. How did you buy a ticket? <laughs> like, that would have been great for Sammy Zayn to just be like, I bought a ticket. Oh.
1: Sammy was great at the end of this, but um I, I now I here's what I kind of find a little odd about this. Okay. They've got Owens fighting from underneath as this big underdog. When Owens is damn near... I mean, Apollo might be ripped, but Owens is about the same size as Apollo. Yes. but They're
0: both on the shorter side of the spectrum. I they mean, do.
1: Apollo's ripped,
0: but Kevin Owens is essentially the same like height and essentially kind of the same weight, too.
1: Right. Exactly. So it, it just felt strange having... But again, I get why they had the why they had Aziz attack him. So when Kevin Owens did lose, he's still and they made sure to mention in the match that he no way he could be a hundred percent. He's not a hundred percent. Both uh, Cole and uh, McAfee laid that in pretty good that he's not a hundred percent. That's why Apollo is going to win even without Aziz down there. So. I like that, but I just thought it was weird they had Owens coming in as the underdog just trying to make him this huge, huge babyface where Owens is a tweener, man. He really is. He always is. When he's a babyface, he still is a dick. When he's a dick, he's still kind of the cool, cocky babyface. He's always a tweener. I think even no matter if he's heel- what you know, again we're 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 blurring lines here. Heel or babyface, he's still just kinda got that that aura about him, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he's not the kissing baby shaking hands type of a baby face. He's more no. of this guy's an asshole, but he means well, so it's relatable to most people, myself included.
1: Yeah. And they were giving him, you know, you you know, he he comes out no matter what he, you know, they they like giving Owens that no matter what happens to him, he's going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. Right. But after a while, it just gets old to me. And I think tonight was kind of the one where it was like, this was a little overbooked in my opinion.
0: Well, like the thing is that he – it's 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 like the Stone Cold formula except for one very big variable. It's, it's that Kevin Owens gets beat up all the time, but he never gives up, and he keeps coming, and he keeps getting beat up, and he doesn't stop, and he keeps going, and he keeps going, and he keeps going. But then he usually ends up, like, losing the, the blow-off match. <laughs> so if it's, like, for a title, like, with Roman, he got beat up by Roman, like, all the time, and then he mm-hmm. lost the title match to Roman, and now he's challenging Cruz for his title, and he's getting beaten up all the time, and he's probably going to end up losing that big blow-off title match, too. So, like, it, it builds him as being resilient, but then eventually he has to win some of these.
1: Yeah, that would help. Because, yeah, right, he is. He he, he comes out, this resilient underdog which again a guy the size of Owens just doesn't make a good underdog he he looks like a fucking bruiser he just looks <laughs> like a fucking he looks like a fucking Canadian bruiser And it just doesn't look good to me having this guy as this really big underdog. I know they like coming him out with the whole fight, Owen's fight. He fights through everything. He fights through this. He fights through that. But you're right. Eventually, he's got to fight and win, not just keep fighting from underneath.
0: He got his ass kicked, but it didn't break his spirit.
1: Right, and Sensible Sam says, he'll shake your baby, but not the baby's hand. You know, he'll just shake the baby. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, of course. You shake him up, you give him back to the parents. You let the kid throw up on him. It's good fun.
1: There you go. Let a kid pee on you once or twice. That's 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 holy water. That's not pee. That just puts you in a club. That's all. But um, <laughs> anyway, let's just... uh. Get to this last little match here. Uh, Take two on Dominic and his dad part duh versus the Usos. Once again, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Match is going great, Smark. And Reigns comes in and just completely fucks it all up.
0: It's pretty great because they sell it on commentary as Roman gets involved because he knows the users are gonna lose again. So I just like the idea of him just like throwing his hands up in the air and just disgusted. like I knew it. I fucking knew they were gonna fuck up again. Surprisingly it isn't Jay's fault this time. That's who I had my money on. But I gotta I I gotta clean up their mess again. Fuck it. Yep.
1: Cleans it up, beats the bricks off Dominic, dude. Dominic, this was like a a payer dues beating to Dominic he beat the shit out of him puts him in the guillotine chokes him out beats him up again Jimmy tries to go out of the ring he tells Jay hey come on with me man and Jay once again Jay's Stockholm syndrome kicks in and he stays with Roman but and once again we go off the air with Roman grabbing Dominic once again and power bombing the shit out of him
0: he did beat the fuck out of poor Dominic.
1: Oh. At, and one point, at one point,
0: I'm pretty sure one of the Usos was just like, he's
1: already dead. Use. Stop it, Us. Well, Jimmy was trying to call him off. He's like, he's had enough. He's had enough. And that's where Roman kind of took offense a little bit.
0: <laughs> he just started beating him more.
1: Exactly. Took a little bit of offense to that. So, um... it's, Does it
0: seem to you, like, it seems to me that this is Potentially leading to a Roman-Ray feud, which I'm not exactly wild about.
1: I'm thinking Ray-Dominic. I think it's going to end up being Dominic in the long run. I got a feeling it it may start with Ray. Ray gets hurt. Dominic fills in for him. That's kind of where I feel Hmm. this is going. I'm not sure if you agree. I could see that. I could see that That, happening. That's kind of where I'm just... Just the way everything's been going. Maybe that's the way it'll go. Um, I got to tell you, though, SmackDown is so refreshing after watching Raw. And even NXT is getting a little cheesy lately, man. just SmackDown just seems to be the, the better show at this point. So thank God for SmackDown at this point. Otherwise, I would be completely not giving any shits about either show. So thank God for Smackdown. Yeah, I mean, SmackDown
0: is usually consistently pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like, usually at worst, it's sort of just uneventful. Right. But for the most part, it's usually a pretty good show. It's just the only thing is it's not a lot of people watch it because it's on Friday, because it's like just has a reputation of being the B-show. It just doesn't get a lot of eyes on it. But I feel like more people watched it, they would definitely prefer it to Raw.
1: Well, I'm sure there's some housewives in some city that probably beats this show. So, all right, smart. I'm good. I'm done. I got to pee again.
0: Wow, (laughs) that is impressive, dude. I think we might have gotten to the bottom of this. Why you pee so fast? Thing is that I just you don't go for
1: a full pee. I have had I like I said man, I've been drinking a ton of water today, and I've been drinking beer, but. Let's go ahead and <laughs> knock this motherfucker out right here. Let's go ahead and get this going here. Take your drunken ass home is as playing. And that means you need to be listening to the high marks. Cheeseman, Mojo, GWiz, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There's two T's in Mitt. I did not stutter. Metal Mitt Network. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8:30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday nights. Check out. Out the cheese man, the mojo, the gee whiz. You know you want to. I know you want to. So just go ahead and do it. Stop holding yourself back. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades, the inhumans over there on the Inhuman Experience. Definitely go over Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere you get podcasts. You want to be checking out the Inhuman Experience over there go for it you will not be disappointed everything unscripted wrestling podcast check out those guys eric doug daniel all the cast of characters they have over there you want to be checking those guys out all these podcast platforms and of course blog talk radio type it in everything unscripted it will pop up right there and of course for sharing the show steven milan it is greatly appreciated sir Check him out reviewing films. Letterboxd.com. Steven Milan, two L's in Milan. Check him out over there reviewing films. Spreaker, you can find us there. Stitcher, you can find us there. iHeartRadio, there too. Spotify, Google, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. We are there. Smart, lead us out, sir.
0: That's right, Mondays, 8.30 on the Metal Med Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. You want to check out Cheese on Sports with the Cheese, man, the Cheese Master. Sundays, 10.30 a.m., also on the Metal Med Podcast Network on the Mixler device as well. Be sure to listen to the motor the Machine Guns with MoJo and with Dirk. And last, never, ever least, be sure to check out our friends at PumGlanet.com. Rack on tour. It's a Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Bobby and Sincere, and Yuck, Nasty. All sixteen episodes are available for you, as well as story excerpts, clips, anything you could ever want, anything your little heart desires. You can find it there. Be sure to subscribe to them
1: for season two. There you go. Always sign up for season two. And just in case you're wondering, by the way. If you do want to jump in the chat room and sign up for Mixler, it is 100% free. You sign up, get a name, go in, you're in the chat room, you're listening, you're listening live. It's free. slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. Check us out. Thank you, chat room. Thank you, downloaders. Thank you, Smart, of course. And you guys have a great weekend. We will be back here Wednesday night talking all the wrestling. It's
0: you don't know what to do with yourself, uh, take your drunk and ass off. Oh, oh. Yeah. Regrind over. Regrind over.